He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. Two beers, all right? One for me, one for me, mate. A legendary figure about to encounter a world more treacherous than any he has ever known. G'day. Big Dundee from Australia. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Just going down for a couple of days. Probably see you around. Fine. This your first trip to New York? First trip anywhere. Well, we might just have to give you one for free. <laughs> yeah. One what? How are you finding New York? A bit of a lunatic or something. That's why I love it, because I fit right in. G'day. Hello. Sorry. G'day. Look. Well, if you can manage, Wall, I'd like to stay a while. Wouldn't have anything to do with a certain lady writer, would it? Paramount Pictures presents... Your pal, Senor Meek. Paul Hogan. Um, hey, my man, what's happening? Uh, where? As Crocodile Dundee. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And your wallet. He's got a knife. <laughs> a knife? Crocodile Dundee. An aggressive like move. Caressing her ass, and you're like, good God, yes. PG 13. <laughs> Boner City right over here. here, yeah. Is that. He's, he's never been to a major city, <laughs> but he's been to Boner City. <laughs> why we are professional podcasters yeah baby we're about to get a sponsor maybe maybe that'll make us not maybe i think if i uh close I, the deal. we're going to yeah 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 hot damn look at us um 2018 fuck yes best year of my life not even close <laughs> <laughs> what a roller coaster it's already been what a roller coaster it's one been month in this month uh, my niece turned 21. That's weird. Yep. Yeah. That is pretty weird, actually. Did she listen to this? Uh, or, well, her, her mom loves it. I know that. I don't know. If she. I don't think she has. I think she's going to start. She's too cool for and us. And she's going to regret it real quick. Well, she she wouldn't have seen any of these movies. That's true. Ever. Right. Oh, weird. And I, yeah. Oh, that makes Except me feel Except for like, the weird. really big ones, but... She's seen Top Gun, do you suppose? I doubt it. Highly. Oh, boy. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not that weird. She's 21. <laughs> no. It makes 100% sense. It makes 100% uh, sense. Yeah. 
Um, Anywho, this hey. is a little podcast we yeah, like to call Let's Ruin, Ruin Our Childhood. Correct. I'm Tom McGrain. I'm Alex Carter. And we're about to moo- mooin. We're mooin, baby, on the couch. Mm. We like to do. Yeah. Get we're about to ruin on. Crocodile Dundee, mites. Mites. Yep. We decided on Crocodile Dundee. It's been in the news lately because uh, this uh, trailer dropped like a like a week or two ago, maybe. Uh, longer. It's been like a month and a half, I think. Has it been? This fake, this fake Danny McBride Dundee trailer that everybody was excited for and thought was real, and it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, we all got hoodwinked because there was a, this trailer came out and it just like a real like eight minute like or eight minutes yeah eight minutes like eight oh, man. second clip or something yeah. and showed Danny McBride presumably like somehow related to Crocodile Dundee you're like wait what I, that's yeah. hilarious it I is hilarious that. and the trailers were and it and it had the cast and they had I mean Chris they released Hemsworth. they re- they released a full trailer yeah and then it had Chris Hemsworth. Hugh Jackman, yeah. Russell Crowe, Margot Robbie, every single Australian you've heard of. Yep. All the Hemsworths. I think every, all three Hemsworth brothers were in There's the There's three? Yeah. The one is in Westworld that doesn't look like the other two. Oh, that's right. He's like the security guard of yeah, Westworld. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I love that show. That's yeah, a great that's show. That's right. There's three of them. Yeah. There might be more. Maybe there's some that don't act. I don't know. They're probably like- God damn, if I was a, if I was a Hemsworth brother, though, I'd be like- uh, I am moving to Hollywood. They'll put me in something, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Croggy. Uh, <laughs> what guess. if there's one? I actually, Alex, I've I've never told you this before. Uh Oh, here we go. Uh, I am a Hemsworth brother. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say, what if there was one Hemsworth brother that like was not on the same plan as the other brothers, and he like just gets drunk and goes to open mics and stuff like that? <laughs> yes. Yep, that's uh, me, Toll Hemsworth. <laughs> Yeah, that matches up. Anyways, um, yeah. Come to find out, the whole thing is a a uh, ploy from the Australian tour board. Yes, to get you to go to Australia. Yeah. How to speak Australian? <laughs> we're going to be doing a lot of it during this podcast, <laughs> and uh, we're going to get better or worse at it at it as the podcast goes on. I feel like it will fluctuate. I do too. Uh, Sometimes I yeah. think I'm good at Australian accents, and then I'm like, I'm just hilariously bad at them. <laughs> yes. I used to do a a, a big time Steve Irwin. Oh baby. All right, yeah, Steve Irwin. That's a good point of reference when trying to come up with the accent. Steve Irwin. <laughs> it's a beautiful animal. <laughs> oh, lovely. You know what animals love? <laughs> Getting picked up in the wild and wrestled around. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go between Australian and Indian, whatever the end of that was. <laughs> oh, look at this lovely ostrich. I'm going to hop on its back and ride it. <laughs> hey, look at this beautiful lizard. I'm going to hook it. <laughs> I'm going to catch it with this net, and then I'm going to shake it around. And it's a wonderful nature show, and you learn so much. You don't learn and anything watching Steve Irwin. never blow up in me bloody face. <laughs> no, no. Now he's English. Yes. <laughs> There's on, no sheep, way. Sheep, sheep, sheep. There's no sheep. way any of these lovely animals will ever... Turn around and hurt me? No, absolutely not. No way. Certainly not this stingray. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Boo, boo, buddy. I did love the guy, though, and I loved his show. I know. I wouldn't Still call it educational. Bummer. I would call it a crazy Australian guy touching animals that didn't want to be bothered. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> Actually, now that <laughs> yes. you say that. <laughs> yes. Um, one of my thoughts on this whole Crocodile Dundee movie, first of all, it came out in 1986. We were just looking at the box office for 1986. Number two. And this was the number two movie of that year. And there's like 50 amazing movies that came out that year. Number yes. one, of course, Top Gun. Hey, number two, Alex's Crocodile Dundee. favorite movie. And then number three was Platoon. And then it goes from there. And I love Platoon. Yeah, that movie's uh, very crazy. Yes, it is. Oliver Stone is finest. Yep. Now but anyways, this yeah. movie made a ton of money and i'm thinking to myself man it's hard to get people to understand how everyone got excited for this australian guy but the whole world got lit on fire by paul hogan oh big time but and now he made it he wrote it i know he, he's like, the he, reason this was made yes he, he didn't he cast made, in it he made this movie yeah he, he didn't wrote, direct it but he, he wrote, wrote it wrote the story it, wrote the Crazy. screenplay everything yeah did we but, we were gonna look into how he was an important enough guy to, to do that. He yeah, must have been know. famous in Australia. I don't know. I think he was. Maybe he's still famous. I mean, he's still famous here to a certain degree. But all he's ever done, as far as we know, is Crocodile Dundee in that one movie where Cuba Gooding Jr. is his mute sidekick. What? what? Briscoe uh, County Jr.? No, that was Bruce Campbell. Uh, something in the the kid, the lightning kid. I know Do I need what to look you're this saying. Up? Paul Hogan was in that? Yeah, he was the star. He was in it like a Western where he was an Australian think... and his sidekick was Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr. couldn't speak. I didn't think he was in anything but Crocodile Dundee movies, which also I found out today that they made a third one that came out in 2001. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was straight to video. I don't know. That's but yeah, crazy. he was Briscoe somehow. I totally and the this the Frisco kid, somebody something Lightning Jack and the Frisco <laughs> kid, something like that. All right, the movie that you are, I'm going to say Lightning Jack and the Frisco Kid. That's what I'm going to call it. All right, uh, the name of the movie was Lightning Jack. Are you serious? Yep. Is the Frisco Kid part of it? Uh, not the official title. Oh, no. bummer. Cuba Gooding Jr., Beverly D'Angelo. Hey, Alex, did you know I'm a fucking movie trivia genius? <laughs> yeah, I know. Except when I'm wrong. Sometimes. Almost never. Just, Almost never. Just about Joe Johnston <laughs> and Joe, Joe Dante. Dante. <laughs> we did it again. We brought him up. Yes, we did. Uh, the director of this movie I'd never heard of. In fact, no one in this movie except Paul Hogan and Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he shows up <laughs> yeah. in this movie. That Carl was Winslow. Exciting. I'm like, oh, shit. And he receives a little bit of light racism multiple times. Yeah. As does... And he really takes it takes it in stride. Hey, it was the, the mid-80s, baby. Just like, his, his reaction <laughs> to the mildly aggressive racism thrown at him is just basically like, ha-ha, ah, man. Yeah. Like, just good-natured, like, ah, white yeah. people being white people. Pretty much, yes. This would have been... What year did Die Hard come out? Is this pre or post Die Hard for Reginald Vell Johnson? Well, it didn't come out in '86 because we were just looking at that list. No, and it was must have been '85. Couldn't have been '87. 
I wonder what year Family Matters started. We don't need to look into all of this, Alex. <laughs> 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 but I'm yes, just saying. We do. <laughs> don't worry. People are on their phones right now looking this shit. <laughs> Die Hard came out in 88. Oh, so this is pre-Die Hard, and that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, Bruce Willis is... Yeah, I mean, 88 I... was a long time ago, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis has starred and rise till after Moonlighting. Really, thirty years? Oh my god! It's been god. thirty years since Die Hard came out, bro. Oh my god! Nineteen eighty-eight. Looking at these lists of movies from the eighties is mind blowing. It really is. You forget the order in which they came out. Like, what were their peers? Yeah. And I, I, I guess I just watched a lot of movies when I was a kid. I watched all the movies. Yeah, I, did I still too. kind of. I don't as much as I used I to. I wish I did. I, it's like one of my goals for this year is to just go see. It sounds stupid. Just go see more movies. Don't just go to like. I love going to movies. Me too. But yeah. But I'm lazy. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh. And, <laughs> and then yeah. sometimes you go, I, like I went and saw The Post a couple weeks ago. It was fine. It was pretty good. And sometimes you go to Flick's Brewhouse and you're like, man, only $4 or $5 for a craft beer. That's not that much. And then they bring you your bill, and you ate, and you're like, and you were with a girl, and you're like, oh, my bill is eighty five dollars. I have to go fake my own. Yeah, death now. man, Jumanji <laughs> wasn't worth this. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, this is why I'm living off a Best Buy credit card for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun times. <laughs> oh, well. I got to see uh, the Jack Black be a teenage girl. <laughs> there that you was go. So real that, fun. That I liked Jumanji good. also. I loved it. I yeah. told you. I yeah. told you. So yeah, You were right. So far, I I've saw been it right. because of you. Dude, Rampage. I know. I'm going to fucking love it. I'm Well, if I don't, it's going to have to be pretty bad. But giant, a giant gorilla, a giant wolf, and a giant alligator can't really go wrong for me it would take a lot i know that's all i'm saying although i didn't like godzilla so i'm just saying yeah and a lot of people did like godzilla the newest one i did not see it it's not very good i was gonna say it would ha- I, if i heard that it was extremely good then i would definitely go see it but i don't need to go see another bad godzilla movie i've seen no 18 of them in my and life. And you think, because Brian Cranston really gives it his all at the beginning yes, of the movie. Yes, and that was, when I first <laughs> saw the ads for it and saw he was in I'm like, oh, that's probably worth seeing. Like, they must be, but that's not. And that dude, street. didn't that guy, he directed one of the Star Wars movies, Gareth Edwards? Uh, Yeah. I forget. He did. Uh, he did Rogue One, right? Yeah, I believe he did, which was great. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Uh. I suppose we should probably get into Crocodile Dundee. Um, you know what? Why not? Crocodile yeah. Dundee, 1986, written produced by Paul Hogan. This is Paul Hogan's baby. How? He made this happen. We don't know. Just but by his sheer willpower, he must have been I don't know. We're we're not we're unclear as to what his life was before he became Crocodile Dundee, but basically ever since then, he's been Crocodile Dundee. Yep, and Lightning Jack once. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, boom, more crocodile Dundee, asshole. Yes, yes. Take Lightning Jack and stick him up your ass. <laughs> yes. Put that fucking snake jacket on with a black hat <laughs> with the crocodile teeth in it. Yep. 
or get the hell out of here. Correct. Um, this movie raised a lot of questions for me, but let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's dive in. We need to make, we need to come up with a sound effect of of someone diving into a pool. We'll play right now every time. Let's dive <laughs> into it. Got a pool full of liquor and we dive in. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, we need we need more production value in this podcast. Maybe we'll. we'll I think start. we have great production value. <laughs> Although sometimes the volume of the podcast itself isn't. Sometimes we're pulling the mics away from our face. We need to get headset mics. Think so. So they're always just right there. But I I feel like I want to hold the microphone. I feel like as comedians, yes, this is something it that we feels better. Yeah. Because if not, sitting and talking to you. I might. I don't know. Which it, is the worst? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. But, um, but yeah, we open. Uh, there's some music. See the twin towers. Yep, New York City skyline. The World Trade Center is still there. There's some feet going in front of a building. Pan up. We see they're at Newsday. Newsday, which I guess is supposed to be like Newsweek or Time. Something like that. Yes. Oh, it's a, news, a, it's a daily newspaper. newspaper yes. Yeah. I'm complete, in other words, I'm completely yeah. wrong already. Yep. A New York Daily newspaper. See that. Uh, we hear a phone conversation between an editor and one of his writers, who is a lady. And she says, she's in Australia. She says, there's one more story. She's Luckily, just, we know she's in Australia because she's sitting at her desk and you can see the Sydney Opera House behind her. <laughs> yes. It's the only landmark any yes. American can be like, uh, oh, yeah, Australia. This is where you also are like, oh, this is definitely the 80s because newspapers still made money because of her hotel rooms, his yes. hotel rooms. Later yeah. on in the movie, you're like, oh, now you're staying at a Super 8. Yeah, baby. I imagine <laughs> if a journalist yeah. saw this today, they'd be like, oh, haha, like, <laughs> Hilarious. I have to sleep in my car <laughs> yes. with a switchblade. <laughs> Yeah. She's got one more story she has to do, and it's about Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. Because he got his leg bit off. He was there left to die. He's out in the outback fishing. Got attacked. A crocodile bit one of his legs, half one of his legs off. At this point, we think off. Yeah, That's what she says. Bit it off. And he crawled 100 miles to safety, and it's a very impressive story. How she heard about it, hard to say. She's just a great journalist. Yeah. She earns that money. She does. She gets that enormous suite. This is also her and her Ritz suite. Uh, one of many, she's not wearing pants. We don't see her butt, but. She is a very stylish 80s lady. Yes. I don't know, though. I was like, I said this to you earlier. I thought they wore more clothes in the 80s, but judging oh, but by had, her. Yeah, but she wears. She it's like that, high fashion. She has a suit. She has that. Yeah. She's always wearing, wearing uh, with big jacked up mom pants and always wearing head scarves. Yes, weird hairstyles. With, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like super, uh, super eighties shit going on, big time. And she's a very attractive lady. But uh, the more eighties movies we watch, the better I feel about my teeth. <laughs> yes. True story. And she doesn't have bad teeth, but I'm just like, oh, those are like my teeth. Yeah, they're normal people teeth. <laughs> yes. They're not big white veneers. No. Um, she says, yeah, he's got a safari business. It's Walkabout Creek. Uh, Walkabout Creek, yeah. And as they're having this conversation towards the end, we realize these two are a couple. Yeah. Her editor and her are our boyfriend and girlfriend. They are an item. 
and he's looking forward to her coming home, but he understands she has to do this story. With a, also say even from the get go of this movie, I would be like, "Oh, you're gonna go spend a, a bunch of time with a backwoods gentleman." I'm kind of a jealous fellow, though, Alex. I would be like, <laughs> "I'd be like, I feel like that's something I'd I'd rather you didn't do." Yeah, but what can for you a say? number of reasons, especially with how sort of sexist and misogynistic this movie becomes. Yeah. You think this guy it actually makes this guy even better <laughs> for him to just be like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. It, I try, I mean, you barely wear any clothes ever, but yeah. it's cool for you to be in the woods with some dude. <laughs> and it is. I don't know. Uh, cut from that to a helicopter floating over the outback. The outback. And it's a, it's a small helicopter and one of like, like a mash style helicopter with a bubble <laughs> yeah, front a bubble, and we see the credits. Never heard of the director. Never heard of any of the actors. No, uh-uh. I'm pretty sure you don't see Reginald Vell Johnson's name. I don't believe so. Not up front. No, that's lame. He, yeah, that must have been definitely before he hit it all. This must have been one of his first movies. Yeah, but even then, it's like the '80s thing that, like you know. Uh, Ernie Hudson wasn't in in the like cut scenes of the Ghostbusters. Oh credits. yeah, they really fucked him over. <laughs> yes, they did. Jesus. But also, he just answers a help wanted ad and gets to be a Ghostbuster, which I always thought was like, man, I'm jealous. All he had <laughs> right to do was go right in. Time. Yeah, he's like, as long as there's a steady paycheck in it, I believe anything you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Doke. Yeah, um, these guys were just on the cover of Time Magazine. Did you know that Reginald Vell Johnson was also in Ghostbusters? Yes, he's a. I've seen Ghostbusters so many times. Oh yes, I didn't. I just yes. uh, now saw that. Hey, Ghostbusters! The mayor wants to talk to you. Something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. What um, can't he do? Nothing. The woman's name is Linda Kozlowski. Yes. Has she was she in anything before? Has she been in anything since? Uh she was in this. Yes. Her and Paul Hogan fell in love. They got married in nineteen ninety. They made two more Crocodile Dundee movies together, and that's basically all she's done. Okay. They have that's a kid. basically all he's done. Are they still married? Uh, as far as I can tell. Impressive. Yeah. Good for him and her. I found it humorous, uh not humorous. Sort of, but uh, when the helicopter lands, there's chickens, real live chickens, getting blown to fucking kingdom come. Did you notice that? What? The chickens are getting blown all over the place. There's like a bunch of chickens where the helicopter is landing, <laughs> and they're getting like blown everywhere. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's, there's got to be some animal rights shit there, probably, but it's in <laughs> Australia, so that's cool. Hey, want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson was not credited in Die Hard. Are you serious? Yeah. He's uncredited in that movie. That's like a that's a real role. That's a sizable role. He's number movie. three, maybe four. That is crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Man. The world is a, was a messed up place and still is. <laughs> Uh, All right, no more Reginald Vell Johnson trivia. Yes, yes. Let's get back to this movie. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's weird. Paul, we already said this, but Paul Hogan wrote this movie. Um, and Peter Feynman directed it. I have no idea who that is. Um, yeah, Paul Hogan made this movie for less than $9 million. And as we said, it ended up being the number it two movie of the year. It made $360 million worldwide, yeah. I believe is what you said. Yeah. That's pretty pretty good profit margin there. Not bad. <laughs> no, not bad at all. Oh, and to finish my thought from earlier, uh, if you if you can't, if you watch this movie, you've never seen it before, you're young. Like if you're Nissan, it's like, I don't understand. Then just say, just think about the crocodile hunter and how, how everyone's jumping up and down for that guy. Oh, yeah. We love Australians. Yeah. It was just like that, only even, only way bigger. Yeah. He was bigger than Crocodile Hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crocodile Although, Donner, Hunter died too young. He, but, he did. And but, after he died, he had a moment of being like more beloved than he had been alive, I feel like. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I love that guy. So, yeah. So that's what you can... Try and compare the crocodile Dundee fanaticism that happened with with the uh, crocodile hunter. Yes, there you go. There's your equivalency you're looking for. <laughs> okay, uh, the helicopter lands and she's after the chickens are blown everywhere. <laughs> she's greeted by Walter Riley of Never Never Safaris. That's the name of uh, of Walter and Mick Crocodile Dundee. Yep. Their, is their business, their, their safari business. Safari business. And he picks her up, and they get in, into his car, and you have to open the door from the inside. Not that it matters. Um, <laughs> good note, good note. Yep, yeah, yeah. I make, Alex, sometimes I'm like, why am I writing this down? <laughs> Will I remember? I'm worried I won't remember enough, and then. I know. Then we, then we just remember everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yes. You guys love it. <laughs> um. They drive to the town, which is... Walkabout Creek. Walkabout Creek. And he says, oh, I got you. I got you a hotel room. Like, I hope that's all right. I figured that's where you'd want to stay. And she's like, yes, that's fine. He's like, I I was told you'd be prepared to pay the $2,500 fee. Yep. And she's like, yep. And I was like, holy fucking shit. In 1986, $2,500? That's a lot of money. That's like 10 Gs. Maybe more. Maybe less. I don't know. But it seems like it's a It's a big chunk of more. change for whatever. In 1986, candy bars were four for a dollar, and now they're a dollar. No, they were, they were 50 cents. Three for a dollar at Walgreens when <laughs> I was in like fifth grade. And that was later than this. All right. That made them thirty three cents a piece. How much are they now? Like three twenty five. They're a dollar plus. <laughs> I don't eat many candy bars anymore. I don't either. Uh, so she's there, and she's like, she's willing to pay, and she's but she says, "I will see where he attacked, where he was yeah, attacked, was- and how he got away." First of all, is this really that great of a story? I don't see why to she weren't this big. Why would she have heard about it in Sydney, Australia? I mean, I guess it's kind of like a twenty-eight day. Like if it's true, if he crawled a hundred miles with one leg, but that part isn't true. We find out. Well, yeah. But he did get attacked, and he did make his way. But he'd also previously, we find out later, spend a year and a half just wandering around. Right. 
So it wouldn't be that big of a deal. None of this story doesn't really. No, the story this really the story uh, sucks. I mean, it's. I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah. Ah, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we cut to oh, and I think they like make sure you know it's the outback of Australia because we see what they call a land train, which is a semi with three trailers. Oh yeah. Which I always think is kind of neat, and they just drive on dirt sometimes. Yeah, they're like ice road truckers, but they're dirt road truckers. That <laughs> have like sometimes up to like five trailers, which is pretty cool. I always thought. Yes, and that's probably why Australia loves all that Mad Max shit so much because that's true. Yeah. They drive crazy cars, as crazy it is. cars through the desert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then we head into the pub where she's finally going to meet. Mick Dundee. Yes. Mick Crocodile Dundee. Mick Crocodile Dundee. And she goes in with Wally. And they see a guy. They see the guy, Donk. Donk. Holding a beer on his head. And she's like, what's happening over there? He's like, well, we're a tough breed here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he holds the beer on his head and somebody punches him in the stomach and he never spills. Even though he's holding it. Yeah. Like, I was like, I could probably not spill either if I... But if he wasn't holding on to it, that shit would spill. Right. Every and we're time. about to get our first dose of homophobia coming up shortly. Yeah, and there's some big doses of it in this movie. Yes. They just really yes, It does every is. time whenever we watch a movie where there's a there's a there's a nice chunk of homophobia on on display as a hilarious joke. It's just every time it's just like woo. Well, this one was, was a, the roughest so yeah, far. Yeah, this one, I literally went, whoo, out loud oh, when it baby. happened. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to take us a little while to get there, but yeah. No shit. Uh, so Wally is telling Sue uh, the story of of Crocodile Dundee, yeah. how he, whatever. She the already legend. knew the story, but then he regales her with an even more, like. Detailed yeah. account of, his, yes. Any other man would have died. And crikey, crikey, any other man would have died. That guy's accent isn't that thick. In fact, I think maybe that's why we like Australians so much is because their accent is very easy to understand. It's but fun. Clearly an accent. Yeah. But like if we were watching a movie with Scottish people, oh, I'd be like, what the it. fuck are they saying? Right. I don't know how many times or like uh, lock, stock and two smoking barrels. Yes. I'm pretty sure I watched that movie eight times before I knew what was happening, and finally I watched it with subtitles. Yeah. And maybe that's an embarrassing thing to say, but I was like, I don't no. know what they're saying. Yeah, it, it really, it's it's rough. Like, I turned the volume way up, and they have all that weird slang, and the Australians have weird slang, but it's clear what it means most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or Scottish. A Sheila. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, we get yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Sheila's are real <laughs> problems in this movie. Yes. Oh, sure is. Uh, the waitress says, that story's getting better every time. That story's getting better every time you tell it there, Wally. And, and yeah, so there's some exaggeration there. And suddenly, Mick flies in the door as if he's in, a like, a brawl. Yes. Um, turns out there's an, a crocodile with him that's now i can i say crocodile with crocodile us? can i say it without crocodile us? crocodile iron spice museum <laughs> iron spice iron spice museum iron spice iron spice 
There's a lot of oil and spice <laughs> in this museum. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, Mick flies in. He's fighting a stuffed alligator. It looks real, but it's clear it's stuffed. It's a At stuffed. first I was like, I hope they didn't mean this to be yeah, a real. Yeah, I know. I, I felt alligator. the same way because he comes in fighting this thing and you're not. Yeah. You're like, oh, is it real or yeah. not? You're like, oh, wait, I think it. Oh, God, are they trying to say this is a real alligator? Because this clearly is not, but then oh yeah, no, it's, he's not it's trying there. And he buys it a beer and whatever. Ha, ha, ha. And they're, uh, shortly after that, they're, Mick and Sue are eyeballing the shit out of each other. And by the way, the Americans don't wear bras in the Outback, which yeah. I, I approve. It, was, it worked for me. It was no problem <laughs> yeah, it was at nice. all. Yeah, she's a very attractive lady, and I'm okay with ladies not wearing bras. Even I, I, that, I don't mean that in a what? God, why did I even say that? God <laughs> damn it! Do what you want, ladies, is what I mean. Yeah. God, but she's a pretty woman, is also what I'm saying. She is an attractive blonde lady. Yes, um, and he dances with her. Yeah. Oh. Wow, Oh, will waltz Matilda with you. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, and some guys mess with them that are sitting at a table. Who these guys, she knows who he is all the way from Sydney. But the guys at this table in the tiny town, they're like, who's that? Oh, like, that's Mick Dundee. Mick Dundee. And they basically say that he's a crocodile poacher. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, oh he's getting all shitty. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's he's not like, cool. And he's like, just a bloody poacher, eh? Where can a man shoot a few crocs around here? He's like, how would I know shit for brains? And then he punches him in the face. While dancing. Left hand, one hit knockout, one of many throughout the movie. Mick Crocodile Dundee is the master of the one punch knockout. Oh, baby. He sure is. I mean, this is, so this is one. How many do you think there are in this movie? You had to put money. I on would it. say a nine. I was. I would say eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said eleven, and then I was like, I don't think eleven, <laughs> but I think like nine. Probably nine. <laughs> yes. Less than ten, but close to ten. Yeah. All right. Yep. One. And he said, yeah, "I won't have anyone using bad language in front of a lady." And they're like, "Bad language." I sound like the manager from Flight of the Concords. <laughs> I forget that guy's name, but. uh so, yeah, that happens. That guy gets knocked out. Nobody really cares. Nope. Um, and he's having fun. He's He likes getting drunk because yep. he's an Australian. He's having a good time, yep. And he's going to knock the beer off Donk. Yep. He's like, oh, I can do it. Yeah. Right. And Donk's sitting there prepared yep. to get punched. And he's holding the beer with oh, his yeah, hand on his head again. He's not going to spill any. But instead of punching him... Oh, what does Mick do? Oh, he kisses him right on the mouth. Oh, man. Gross. Gross. Disgusting. <laughs> so gross. Donk. And Donk spills his beer, and he is very he is upset ready to by kill this. Him. Oh, yeah. And Mick, Donk is a huge dude. Yeah. He's like Gronk. Donk yes. is like Gronk. And he's and, and Mick is like, oh, crap. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Even though he did it on purpose. And he can't. Donk yeah. will not be tamed until Mick gets him another beer from the bar. Yeah. He's like, there you go, mate. And then he goes hugs and hugs the, the bartender, who is a lady. 
And it's all just kind of like, okay, yeah. Neat. And Wally, that was our that was our first bit of homophobia. Yes, now it's just a smidge. Oh yeah. And Wally, don't worry, <laughs> you'll get it thrown hardcore like a like a bucket of water right in your face. Yeah. Uh, in a little while, if you're a decent human being. Well, yes. <clears throat> um, Wally's defending him to Sue. He said, "He's not normally like this. It's the drink." I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And that's that. From there, we are uh, we're now driving in the outback. Yep, on the way out to they're gonna, they're going they're going, going to out. find where he got attacked yeah, by the crocodile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on their way there. Yeah. Um, she's asking him some questions, and she says, "How old are you?" And she's a very New York, like an uppity New York, yes, way of speaking. Not that it matters, but like, like, how old are you? He's like, I don't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. Because he was raised by aboriginals. Yes. By the aborigines. So he doesn't know and he doesn't keep track of time. And they don't keep track of time. And he said, I asked once and all they said was. When was I born? In the summertime. (laughs) Great joke. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't know. Born in the summertime. But by the looks of him, he looks like a piece of human beef jerky. (laughs) Yes, he does. So. But. I've when I was selling suits, <laughs> not to be, but I sold a suit to a real life crocodile Dundee that was wearing kangaroo boots. What what is a kangaroo boot? Uh, the kangaroo hide. How do you know it's kangaroo hide? He told me that. Ah, uh, no, no, he was wearing his pants exactly the same height as Crocodile Dundee. He had a hat and he had a shirt. And where was I going with this? You try to tell I me. I sold a suit to an Australian guy that was like, I was like, oh, weird. How about this? What if that guy? He's very skinny. Was what if? What if? Why what if, you don't believe he was wearing kangaroo boots? You know they do. I just heard a thing on NPR. <laughs> this dude was actually Australian, and on NPR they're like, oh yeah. Kangaroo people are like, oh, kangaroos are like the symbol of Australia, but they just fucking are getting they slaughter them. They don't give a shit yeah, about there's them. Too many of them. Yeah, yeah, and they cause problems. No, I thought I'm just like, what is? Is there any difference from kangaroo leather than from like cow leather? I'm just saying, it's like. Some well, I mean, well, they, there was no design. They were totally just like. I was hoping you're gonna say like the kangaroo like head were on each foot. <laughs> no, he, was, he, was, he was wearing kangaroo bedroom slippers. Uh, they were kangaroo clogs, actually, Alex. They were c- carved out of a kangaroo head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. So you no. you have apparently met a crocodile Dundee. To a degree, yes. <laughs> he was a very skinny Australian guy with a hat, and his pants were high up, and he was very... Did he have a... Was it a wide-brimmed crocodile? It was a wide-brimmed, no teeth. But no that teeth. same style of hat, basically? Very much Did so. he have shoes on? He had the kangaroo boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Did he have any... Did he have a knife on him? Or no. Any? No. Hmm. But I do... I'll, I always remember that. Yeah. I met more than one Australian in my life, but this guy was. <laughs> but no New Yorker ever has, by the way. That's the whole premise of this movie. Someone from New York has never, ever 
come across an Australian before. Yeah, it's like a Martian. <laughs> yes. Like, welcome to our planet. <laughs> yes. Um, but it made sense in the 80s. When I when this movie came out, I saw it in the theater. I loved it. Oh, yeah. The I whole country was caught up in Crocodile Dundee. We all loved Australia. Crikey. Fosters yeah. became big. Yeah. Like, everyone just went this nuts This probably the reason. I'm Fosters. sure. Yeah. yeah. Australian. We theme. couldn't get enough of that shit. Nope. That's that's why they oh yeah that's why this movie made three hundred and sixty million dollars. It's a it's a cute movie, and I wasn't I watched it twice, and I wasn't uh, I didn't think it was awful, but I there are many parts of it that I do think are awful, and it's not. I didn't think it was awful either, just because I remember watching it back then and and how it was like such a sensation, and yes. I, so I could still remember that, and so it made me a. Maybe give it the edge to be like, uh, I'm not going to watch this again, but I also didn't hate it. Paul Hogan is a very charming yes. guy. And the it, whole point of the movie is basically, hey, look at how charming Paul Hogan is. It really is. And I mean, sometimes he punches people in the face. <laughs> Lots of times. <laughs> yes. He's basically Australian Superman. Yeah. What a genius, Paul. Seriously, what a genius Paul Hogan is. He's like, oh, right. Uh, I'm going to be a big superstar. Yep. So I'm going to write this movie. When I'm going to star in it. I'm yeah. going to produce it. This is, if I, okay. I you always said, like, if I'm I ever win the green. lottery, I've always said, if I ever win the lottery, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give half of it to charity, and the other half, I'm going to fund a movie starring myself, <laughs> and it's man. basically going to be the American Crocodile Dundee, where it's like, <laughs> hey, look how cool Tol McGrain is. <laughs> For two hours. <laughs> like, ah, yeah, I wrote this movie. Like, oh, you did? That's weird because all it is is about how fucking great you are. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, that's man. That's movie. I really hope you win the lottery. <laughs> or I hope I make so much money selling ice cream that I can just like, here's $2 million. Just make it happen. Yes. That's what I Oh, would my do. God. Yep, yep. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's asking him questions. She said, "You were you ever married? And this is our first dose of a little misogyny. Say, oh, yeah, nice yeah. girl. Great cook. Big. And then Wally's like, easy there, Mick. Yeah. He's going to say big, big old boobies. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, and he has, why did, why did she leave you? Which was a hilarious joke in the 80s, by the way. Yes. Well, I mean... This movie's certainly dated. Uh, why did she leave? Oh, I went on a walkabout for a couple months. And Wally in the back goes, 18 months. Yeah. Um, and then Sue says, "That's why didn't she stick around? And kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, sincerely, like, when she said, why did she leave? I was like, You're, there wasn't a lot of sarcasm in her saying that. Yeah, I'm trying to think how she and said And he was that. like, yeah. He's like, right, why did she? I was just walking around for 18 months. I'm going to love this podcast so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Um she didn't, and she didn't wait. Strange girl, like you, what? Yeah, what you, and she seemed very uh, daft. What is the word I'm looking for? Very sincere. It's another. 
I need we need a thesaurus to do this podcast. What's the she word? Very, for? Uh, like she believed him? Yes. You know, people out there are saying the word to themselves. They get it. Deference? No. Vast deference? <laughs> Vast deference. Uh, those are part of uh, the male genitalia. <laughs> uh, sounds right. Good God almighty. Okay. Well, there's a cow in their way now, Alex. There's a buffalo. Big old water buffalo right in the middle of the road. He's like, get out of the way, dopey. Yeah. And he gets out of the, the truck. Crocodile Dundee himself gets out. Yeah. And he goes and uh, does like a the the hang loose symbol to his face. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then he kind of pets him. He goes, uh, and then this buffalo just collapses onto uh, the ground. It's so dumb. And that, but the way they shot it, it was like they they made all this tension, like he's doing some like magic. He's like, and they treated it like it was kind of magic. Yes, but also he wanted the buffalo to get out of the way. I know the buffalo standing in the middle of the road, so they can't drive around. And so he goes out and basically puts the thing to sleep. <laughs> yes. right in the middle of the road. Yes, that I was like, why would you? That I guarantee help. that even bothered me when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, but it's the middle of the road, dog. Like, why would you? You didn't do anything. Yeah. You just made it more hard to get out of the way. <laughs> oh, well. So they do that. Now they're on a boat. They're on a boat. Going through the Australian bayou. Probably not what they call it. <laughs> the Australian bayou. <laughs> Um, All the Australian Cajuns living down there. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd like to hear their accent. <laughs> it goes a little something like, no. I, uh, I was going to, I was like, can my brain try to yeah. do that? <laughs> Cross uh, streams like yeah. that. Ooh. Uh, ooh, Ruffles have ridges. <laughs> nope, can't. Yep, my brain just imploded from even trying to do that. Uh they land. She's wearing a cool bra shirt thing. <laughs> um, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. He looks at the watch. This is the first time he gives her like a little con. Yeah. And he, he looks at Wally's watch. And then he walks in front of her and looks up at the sun. And he goes, it's back 2.20. And she's like, 2.20. And she looks at Wally and she's like, what time it is? What time it is? What time it is, my man? <laughs> what time it Shit. is? Shit! Oh, uh, we could have been in this movie. Speaking of, bl- <laughs> yeah, in a scene later when a black guy talks jive to him. Oh man! Woo! But that's, yeah, that's a and then while he covers up his watch, he's like, oh, "That's just how we do it in the outback." He was my greatest pupil. Whatever. Yeah, and they're off, and say, "Oh, he uh, he does honestly not know what day it is." Yeah, because uh, I think Wally says you need to have her back by Wednesday. All right, and he's like, well, "What day is it?" Yeah, it's like it's Monday, and then Wally's like, "Doesn't know, doesn't care, must be nice." Right, mm-hmm. crikey. <laughs> um, and then he says, "How long?" She asks, "How long it'll take?" Something, and a little light sexism. Uh, you being a Sheila. Yeah. It'll probably take two days instead of one. With you being a Sheila and all. Yeah. Eh, Sue. Like this is a, 
I don't know if he said it here, but he said it's a it's a man's world down here. Not yet. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Man's country. Man's country. So they're trekking through the woods, and they end up at the boat where yep. he was attacked. Yep. And he's telling her about the attack, and the boat's really messed up. Yeah, it's all bent, and there's a big chunk out. Yep. It's like, yeah, that's where he, that's where the croc bit me. Yep. Um, and he says, hey, crocs don't like fresh meat. He just took me down for a little death roll and decided to get a different grip. Yep. And that's when I managed to share words with him or whatever he said. Yeah, I don't know. And she's like, share words. Did you kill him? Yeah. Then, this is a, this is a weird thing within the movie. Um, after that, she explains, not, he explains how he escaped and the attack and all that stuff. And she's like, are you really a crocodile? Are you really a poacher? Well, she asked that earlier. He was like, that's illegal. Yeah. Are you a poacher? Yeah. Like, that's illegal. But he is wearing all crocodile skin clothes. <laughs> yes. And then. Crocodile teeth around his yeah. hat. And then uh, as she's looking through the boat, yeah. she's like, just fishing, huh? And she holds up a bunch of shells. bullets, bunch bullet of- shells. Yeah. And I was like, wait, he he is a, a poacher, right? I think yes. He, he's like ah, oh, he he, he made some sort the, the of barramundi is a big ass fish. Yeah, yeah. That just kind of like walks that. away. Yeah. He's like oh, and then I was like, wait, that's kind of dishonorable that he's he I actually is a poacher. So that this makes this, me like him less. Yeah, this is so. In, in watching this movie, I can I can remember when I first saw this too. I'm like, wait, so is, is he a good guy or bad guy? Um, I was like, oh, I think we take from that that he's really not a poacher. He's just like aloof about it or whatever. But then, if you go to uh, the IMDb for this, uh, the uh, description of the movie says, An American reporter goes to the Australian outback to meet an eccentric crocodile poacher and invites him to New York City. Weird. <laughs> so it says right there, yeah. he's a poacher. So it's like, oh, so that paints all this. It's like, well, f- screw you. Yeah, you're a bad dude. Yeah, weird. You're an asshole. That part, and that's, I've, I was like, oh, he is a poacher, so I kind of don't like him. Yeah. So it's like, killing this guy's a dick. And those guys being assholes to him in the bar had a right to be. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He was wrong. So he's a poacher, and these guys like, hey, fucking poacher. And he punched a guy, knocked one him punch, out clean, and one punch. knockout. Yeah. But uh, he was actually the yeah. bad guy in that scenario. And Great. also the Crocs don't like fresh meat. I was like, what? Is that true? Uh, that was, that, yeah, that was, a, that was a very cool monologue there. Yeah. Take them down. They will keep rolling the you roll. until you stop. Then they'll shove you under a rock and blah, blah. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So now they're uh, at their camp. Yeah, yeah, which looks like they're sitting in a park in, in, a, in California somewhere. Yeah. They're in a huge opening with, like, short grass. I don't know. I guarantee it was in Australia, though. It was, but it looks but like yeah. it's in like a, I mean, like a well-kept park. Yeah, and he asks if she's attached or married. Uh, she says, I was once. Yeah, so basically she lies to him by omission. Yes, at this point. Yes. Fully. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, Jesus. These yeah. two people suck. Because he asked her. He's, he's obviously single. He's like, eh, you know, what's your deal? And she's like, I was, yeah. married. I was married once. And also, Whoa. I have a boy, a very serious oh, yeah. boyfriend. Not, not, not in Australia, part. baby. Didn't ask that. 
he just asked if she if she was married. <laughs> yes, he she did. She answered that question. She did. She Bill Clinton it. What a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I've got hoes in different area codes. Yeah. Jeez Louise, girl. Yeah, the, her boyfriend isn't mentioned once. No. If he's not in a scene, ain't nobody saying a word about him till the very end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's really weird how it's yeah. handled. It's basically ignored. But she does say uh she was married to the original rebel who was apparently just like a big time liberal guy that fought for a bunch of good causes. Oh yeah. And then th- you texted me this yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And then goes on to say, you know, we marched for it all, whatever, this and that, feminism, whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't know. He's probably out there now marching for the gay Nazis or he- something. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> And Alex texted me that today, and I was like, what does that even mean? Well, I watched it again, and I was like, oh, what a weird thing to say. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I'm like, gay Nazis? Yeah. Like Milo Yapanopoulos, or whatever that fucking <laughs> guy's name is. Is that what they're talking about? Are there gay yep. Nazis these days? There probably are. Probably. At <laughs> uh, that point, he kind of reaches behind her and picks up a snake. Yeah, nonchalantly. Yeah, of kinda, course. He's in, he's in mid-conversation, just picks up a snake from behind her. That's how he does everything with ease, Alex. Yeah, because he's Australian Superman. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Is that, is that snake poisonous? Oh, yeah, something like that. Okay. Will there be any more? Oh, maybe one or two throughout the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Whatever. Broken snake. Snaps Killed the snake. snake. She, uh, she asks him about what he thinks about nukes, current events, and then he talks about the how none of that really matters to him and he was raised by the aborigines yeah you would think he would be slightly less racist and have a more aboriginal accent because they kind of have one when we meet them later true he doesn't even know how old he is because he was raised by them right and whenever he asks about they just tell him bad dad jokes (laughs) yes which is not very nice (laughs) yes um, and then he says, basically, the Aborigines just want the right to walk the earth. And he's talking about, she's talking about people owning land. Or I don't know. And he <laughs> says, that rock over there is 600 million years old. And it'll be there after we're gone. It's like two dogs talking about, two dogs, two fleas talking about who, who owns, owns the, the dog. dog they're on. Yeah. Which, okay. I got you. Yeah. I'm having to inhale here, Alex. Inhale and exhale. Hey, we're back into the podcast. We are back. Um, they were having a conversation. They're going to bed. Yeah, they're going to bed. No tent, just just out, out in the open. He out. just lays on a blanket. She's in a sleeping bag. Yeah, no problem. Didn't yeah. bother to bring a tent, even though it would have been easy and no problem. Yeah, would have kept the uh, poisonous snakes out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah. they're fine. They go right mm-hmm. to sleep. Uh, then Mick says he he heard something. Thought he heard something. And then he goes, oh, it's nothing. They lay down to go to sleep. And they wake up to guys in trucks shooting at kangaroos. Yep. He's like, it's those city cowboys. They come to just shoot kangaroos like it's nothing. Yeah, they're poachers just like him. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what they're doing, turns out, isn't illegal. Earlier he said, yeah. she's yeah. like, are you a poacher? He's like, that's illegal. So apparently crocodile poaching in Australia is perfectly fine. It doesn't bother people. Right. Then. It probably does now. I don't know. Probably? I don't know. But yeah, these guys are just shooting kangaroos for fun. Uh, she's upset by it, though. Because she says she's, says they're shooting these poor kangaroos for fun. Yeah, says, there's no law against that. And she's like, "What? What the fuck? Clearly, What's wrong with like, you people." Yeah. She's very upset, and he's like, "Well, this is a an attractive blonde woman. Die here," he says to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thank you. I use my trick. The Iron Spice trick. <laughs> Iron Spice Museum. Star here. Iron Spice. <laughs> yes. Um, so he shoots at them. He he runs off, and then he shoots at them with the, with what is clearly a very poorly stuffed kangaroo. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a dead kangaroo, I think. <laughs> yes, he's picked up one of the kangaroos. Yeah. And it's holding a gun, and they're like, crikey! Yeah, they think the kangaroos have turned on them with yeah. guns, and they're all very drunk. Yeah. And they drive away. No, he shoots at them. Yes. He, like, shoots out their yeah, light. Yeah, he shoots their light. He shoots He's an expert He shoots the gun out of, of one of their hands. Yeah. He shoots a light bulb out of their, their uh, floodlight. The spotlight, yeah. yeah. Yes. So he's holding up a 250-pound dead animal, and then also shooting from the hip uh, like he's some sort of Marine Corps sniper. There you go. Cool. He's the uh, not only is he Australian Superman, he's yep. the Australian Casey Ryback. Casey Ryback. Good day, mates. <laughs> Good day, mates. Hey. Is this guy supposed to be Australian? <laughs> no one knows. Nah, I'm from. Ah, I have a southern accent. He's from the Australian Bayou. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. The Australian Bayou. Um, So they drive away. Next scene, cut to Mick Dundee shaving dry with a razor blade. Like a disposable razor. Yeah. But as she walks past him, he switches from the razor razor to the knife. And pulls out this big yeah, old knife. The, his giant knife. Yeah. And it acts like he was shaving with that, which he wasn't. So he's also a tricky mofo. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to impress this gal. Although, given the things he does to impress her, compared to the things, like the tricks he does, it's like, those were really, those weren't necessary. Yeah. They do, yeah. they add very little to yeah. anything. No. Only to show the audience this guy's kind of a shithead. But Yeah. He's also a poacher. He's a yes. poacher, and he's a someone who's manipulating this woman. Yeah. Cool guy. Cool guy. Yep. But he's Australian. And so she... Uh, I don't remember how they get into this conversation. Oh, this she talks he's... about... She talks about, I know you feel very alone. He's like, well, you're not alone. You're with me. He's like, but I understand how you'd feel being alone out here. He's like, you being alone out here, a Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> this is man's country. Yes. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't make it yeah. two day or five five minutes. Yep. Something like that. So having heard that, being the feminist that she is, she's on her way alone. 
about to prove how much of a man's country it actually is. Yeah. In the context of the movie. It's like, oh, uh, he was right. And you're like, oh, hmm. I mean, we're so 2018, me and Alex, a couple of snowflakes, and we're like, ooh, come on now. Come on now. But she yeah. takes, she's like, I'm out of here. And she takes the gun. He gives her the gun. Yeah, he's yeah, like, you better like, take you, it. Yeah. And if you get in trouble, fire a couple shots into the air. Into the aya. Aya. Fire a couple shots in the aya. <laughs> and uh, yeah. she's offended by this. And he says, that's the dangerous end of the gun. And then she shoots at his feet. Yeah, she shoots like misses his toe by like an inch. Yeah. And he's like, crikey. Yep. So I thought that's sort of a psycho move, but okay. It was, but she was pissed. And she wanted to prove that she wasn't as, you know, wasn't right. just a Sheila out here in the outback. Right. And, uh, but anyway, she's on her way and he doesn't believe she can make it because in the context of this movie, she cannot. So he follows her. And he's watching her from a tree. Yeah. Barefoot. He's creeping on her. Yes, he's barefoot. And she she's wandering and she's starting to she looks like she's struggling a little bit. And she walks up to a the edge of a of a swamp. Yeah. Or whatever wa- water body this is. Yeah. There are many lily pads. Lots of them. She wasn't about to go swimming, but hey, this seems like a nice place to take off your dress. It sure does. And you know what I said to myself? This is a nice place to take off your dress. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I will tell you, I have some childhood memories of this moment. <laughs> yep. That involve some strange sounds. <laughs> like, oh, like this. <laughs> Cole was eating spaghetti while he watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I rented this movie from time to time, and uh, this was a special part for me. Yes, as it was for I. I was 10 years old, and this came uh, out. And uh, So what happens is she lowers her skirt to reveal she's wearing a thong onesie. Uh, swim, swim, yeah, swimsuit. Like, yeah. And her, I don't even big, know it was a swimsuit. her big, magnificent ass is just hanging out, and you're like, it I remember is, as a kid being like, it's uh, truly, excuse me? Excuse me? It's truly wonderful. It really is. I'm like, oh my goodness, gal. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of crazy. And then she bends over the creek and then like squats in it, which they show in the trailer. I was very surprised by this. Yeah. It seems inappropriate for children because- of what I did with it when I was a child. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she's going to put some water in her canteen. She's kind of right. rubbing water on herself and water in her canteen. And lo and behold, a crocodile grabs her I'm canteen. shooting out of the water. And her, the genuine fear on her face. She like, sold it. Man, oh man, I was like, yeah. I feel bad at this point. Like yeah. this, this movie she got less stra- funny because yeah. she seems truly <laughs> yeah. just terrified. She has a strap around her neck. She's yanking on it. The crocodile is yanking on the canteen. Yeah. Luckily, Mick was following her, and yeah, he, he was jumps creeping. In. He was just enjoying the view a minute he ago. Was, he bonked his head yeah, when she yeah. took off her dress, yeah. which was funny, but also, you know. Yeah. But Mick jumps in. He stabs the crocodile in the head. Yeah. Twists the knife. Twists in the knife. You know what I thought there, Alex, is if you stab something in the skull, 
you would not be able to twist the knife. There's no way. No, it's not like you're sticking. You would it have into... to stab it more times. You couldn't twist the knife. If you, you stab, if you stab somebody in the gut, you could twist the knife. Yes, but if you stab something, for instance, a crocodile in the skull, yeah, you can't twist the knife. No. No. It's like movie ruined. The, it's like, yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> fuck it. That took me right out of it. <laughs> yeah. but no, if you stick a knife into a pumpkin, you can't just start cranking it around in a circle. No. Try stick a knife into a pumpkin and then try to turn it. Yeah. No. Good luck, everyone. Yes. Okay. Do, here's your homework assignment. <laughs> Stab a pumpkin. Please tell us your results. <laughs> yes. We'll be waiting. Uh, she's very upset. Could possibly have PTSD from this moment because there is a long embrace where yes. I assume he's grabbing her butt. <laughs> he's like, you're all right. You're with me now. I killed that crocodile. Well, that's a nice handful right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Which comes up a little bit shortly after this where you're like, come on now. Yeah. Uh, long embrace. Very, very long embrace. Oh, this is no place for a city girl. I think she says that actually, and he says, "I don't know. Oh, yeah, I've never been to a city." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Uh, oh okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're they have a little. He's never been to a city, and she's kind of fascinated by that. And this is where he says she must have scratched her behind when she fell after getting attacked by the alligator. Oh yeah. He's like, "Let me have a look at that." Yeah. She's like, "It's fine. It's just a scratch." He's like. And here you can get sepsis from a yeah, scratch. Yeah. So she gets on all fours. She gets into like ready for uh, doggy yeah. style. Just like, yes. whoa, whoa. Very this much is a, so. An aggressive and like move. Caressing her ass. And you're like, good God, yes. PG 13. <laughs> Boner city right over here. here. Yeah. Is that. He's he's never been to a major city, <laughs> but he's been to Boner City. <laughs> he's going there right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Uh so he's caressing her butt with his wet sock or whatever it is. And then uh see an aboriginal guy sneaks up. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I hear something." And you're staring and you're like, "Ooh, this uh this guy looks kind of what's this guy's intentions?" Right. And then he's got a knife to his throat all of a sudden. But it turns out it's his good friend Neville something. I yeah. forget his name. Uh, and he explains, you know, like, oh, Neville's a city boy, but his dad's an elder of this aboriginal tribe. Right. And the dude's wearing jeans. All the aboriginals were wearing, like, just, like, Regular. street pants. Yeah. And no shirt. Right. And shorts. And Body paint. Jeans. Yeah. But regular pants. Uh, and he says, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to go, I have to go see this Pintanjara. And that's the name of their tribe, I guess. Oh, yeah, says, yeah. Can I come? Uh, no, why? No, why? <laughs> Women are strictly forbidden. And then she says, oh, hmm. she un- she's very understanding of all of these things. And then asks, uh, how does he find his way in the dark? The aboriginal guy. Yeah. And he goes on, like, well, they think some of them are telepathic. Yeah. Some, and then you hear a thud. He's like, I hate the bush. Yeah. And you're like, ha that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. And it was. This movie had, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of just like <laughs> blah. Like it was just like. It is. Yes. I didn't mind watching it twice. 
Yes. And I was just like, I don't know. But with the, <laughs> the casual, the casual mix in things you don't think about unless you're doing something. I I would have thought about them watching it for this podcast or not, but the the casual misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, yeah. and racism is a little. Yeah. You're like gibbity goo. Like yeah. Eighty six. I guess that was thirty two years ago, which is crazy. Because when you think in 86, 32 years previous to 86 was 1954. When you think about things in that context, uh, it's really weird. It that's a weird. long that's a long journey on the way people think. Yes, and for we, sure. We are witnessing that firsthand doing this podcast. Oh, I know. Like crazy. Because you just forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, now I see why we, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mick goes to dance with the Pintanjara. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but they're dancing. There's some... Yeah, like spear, some sort of tribal yeah. dance. And there's some... Uh, what's the name? I, Jimmy has one. My roommate has one, and I can, I can play it. Didgeridoo oh. sounds going on. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's hilarious? To sneak up behind someone <laughs> and play the didgeridoo right in the back of their head. <laughs> oh, baby. That is some fun time. A if you want one. your roommate to have a heart attack, get um, yourself a didgeridoo. All right. It's you fun. heard it here first, guys. Yeah. They're dancing, and uh, she's behind the brush taking pictures, even though she's not supposed to be there. Yep. And he sees her, and he makes like like very in depth eye contact. Yeah, all of a sudden he just looks up and is like yeah. staring at her. Yeah. And he has he has like the he has the, the paint face on. Paint like on he's too. Member, this was his tribe. The, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I we assume. Um, and after she takes the pictures, she's like, "How did you know? Are you telepathic?" He says, "Nah." So like, you're a woman. You're a reporter. That makes you the biggest busybody in the world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Mick Dundee. <laughs> yeah. That's basically her reaction. She's like, maybe you're Actually, right. her reaction was, I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. She says, uh, that croc was going to eat me alive. I wouldn't hold it against him. I thought about it once or twice myself. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. You don't know what I was doing in those bushes over there. <laughs> yes. Um. Then they're walking, and he explains. He's like, "It took me a week to get this far." After he got attacked by the crocodile, right? And he said he was basically looking for a comfy place to lay down and die. Mm-hmm. And then they walk up to a lake, Echo Lake. He's like, "I think this lake probably saved me life because it is a lake of mineral water, and crocodiles cannot." Do not like mineral water, I guess. Ah. Uh, Which they explain. Fantastic. Yep. And he's like, you hungry? And then he cooks a iguana. Yeah, giant yeah. fucking reptile. Yep. Oh, here we go. Uh, one of the moments I was like, Phew, took a little pause. Because the second time I watched this, I watched it with, when I take notes, I've, I've learned a great trick is to turn the closed captioning on. Uh, it makes it oh, yeah, much yeah. Much easier, Alex. This good is, thinking. We do a lot of work for this podcast, we don't we, do. baby? God, it's hard work. Uh, he's got a bunch of gross food, and he's cooking a lizard. And he's like, try the yams, try this, try that. He's like, try the sugar ants. Bite the ants off. They're really sweet. 
black fellas love them. And I was like, come on, really? Like, I guess. That would be like me trying to get a girl to eat fried chicken and being like, black fellas love it. Black people love yeah, this stuff. Like, Dude, What are you on. talking about? Good God. But, I mean, he's referring to aboriginals, so they probably, I don't know. I don't know if there's, a ju- there's not a justification for it in this day and age. So maybe the fried chicken thing isn't a proper. <laughs> a proper maybe you went too far. Well, what, but I mean, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> right. Is what I'm saying. God, recover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all this gross food to eat and a cooked iguana. And then he pulls out a can of beans. He's like, it's like, you can live on it, but it tastes like shit. And then he pulls out a can of beans. Right. Or whatever's in the can. He's got a can of food. Stabs with a knife. And she's like, you silly goose. And kind of tackles him. Yeah. And uh, then they swim. They seem to be getting along wonderfully. But I got the impression that they ate. And then they swam. And then he spearfished. Yeah, he's spearfishing. He's out there shirtless spearfishing. Fishing, and she's watching him like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? The only They already ate. The only reason for him to be spearfishing right now is to show her. That he can spearfish. Yeah. Just showing off. It works, though. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was impressed. She was, too, because then he comes oh. back and he's sitting there shirtless and they're, I don't know, talking. I don't even know what they're talking about. But he's then. A, uh, would you, you should come back with me. Oh, is that me? That one? Yeah. He yeah. says, for a minute, they thought you were making a pass at me. Goes, Maybe I was. That's right. And then they kiss. So then you're like, oh, now she's cheating on her boyfriend. Yeah, and he has no idea yeah. at this point. Cool. As far as we know, no clue. Uh, and now Wally, this confused me. He's like, they hear, they hear like a hoo hoo, and it's Wally. Yeah, he's he's back. He's like, that's Wally. Like, I better go find him. He's only been here a dozen times. He probably got lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Wally shows up in a truck. Which begged the question to me, uh, why didn't they just take a truck? <laughs> like, why? Like, you can get there in a truck? Why That's didn't a real you just good point. take a truck? Take a truck. Yeah, and- Wally's there. Wally can't do shit, <laughs> and he's there in a truck. Great point. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, she asked him to come back, and now they're on a plane. And Mick has never been on a... Mick has never done... Heads up. Mick has never been to a city. He's, He's never been outside. spent his entire life in the outback. Of water... What's her place? Waterfront? Wooby Wooby. Wooby Wooby. Water. Berry. Nope. Dude. Is it this real is <laughs> uh, Walkabout Creek. Walkabout Creek. Yeah, Wooby oh, Wooby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Duh. be Crocky. Lubbity doo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's on a plane and he's clearly uncomfortable, yes. very scared. Yes. The plane takes off. It's, Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. As the plane takes off. Yes. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Um, flying. We see the Twin Towers yep. once again. They arrive at the airport. As far as we know. And this Mick, is when they start playing that music. That you had in your head all day. And now I forgot it again. I did too. Oh, damn it. And we even looked it up. Go like this. 
No, that's Night Court. That is the Crocodile Dundee theme. Don't let, don't let anyone tell you different either. <laughs> yeah, see the Twin Towers. Um, as far as we know, he doesn't know she has a boyfriend. And they arrive at the one of the New York City airports where she is met by her editor slash boyfriend. Yep. And she meets him by herself. Yes. And he says, where's Jungle Jim? And she says, we got separated at customs. Right. Where I said to myself, you got you got separated at customs. You leave the Australian guy behind that's never been to a city before. Right. Just keep going. Yeah. To meet your boyfriend. He'll, yeah. Very weird. Meet your boyfriend with your other boyfriend. Yeah. Basically. No shit. Jeez, girl. She's really. And also, again, at no point... Has she mentioned a word Not to a Mick word. about no, no. her having a boyfriend? No. He asked her if she'd ever been married or anything, and she's like, yeah. He I even asked if she was attached. When he said it, it's like, I'm pretty sure he th- even said, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong you, with that one. But. I feel like maybe you're right. But So he doesn't even know what he's walking into, so that's super shitty of her. Yes. Yeah. And he's uh, now he's getting on an escalator. He's very confused by this. He's never been on an escalator. Real fish out of water. Yes. Here we go. Uh, This is a true story of one of my ex girlfriend's dad (laughs) who had never been on an escalator until he was in like his late teens or something like that. Uh huh. And and he was like, what? He was confused by it. Not a good story, but yeah, true. True. You're welcome. <laughs> Someone audience. was once confused yes. <laughs> by an escalator. By an escalator. Mm-hmm. The end. Uh, they say seven million people live here. He's like seven million. Uh, they, they all choose to live here. New York must be the friendliest place on earth. Uh, ha 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 ha. Um, Carl Winslow is our cab driver. Yeah. By that I mean Reginald Bell Johnson, the man himself. Yeah. And the man who was in Die Hard, 1988. Yes, sir. Family Matters. Matters. Family Matters. Family Matters. How long was that on? Steve Urkel was like 35 by the time that show ended. Um, Steve Urkel started at 11 or something and was a full-blown adult when that show ended. He had full-blown AIDS when it was done? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did I do that? Um... So he sees people from the streets, and he introduces himself to everyone he meets. Good day, mate. Good day. Good day. Good day. And he's like, "Oh, fellas, maybe I'll maybe I'll see you later." Yeah, maybe I'll see you later. Yeah, S- see you around. Yeah, and they're silly. They're like they're like stock guys that clearly. Yeah, he's in a city of seven million people. He's not seeing anyone later except for Simone that he for some reason sees like three times, but we haven't met her yet. Yeah, so he keeps running into the same hookers over. And over <laughs> yes, again. yes. Um, so she's back for the first time from Australia in like six weeks. Yes, 
She stayed extra time to do a story about this guy. She made out with him. They clearly have a connection. Yeah. And she's taking him to dinner with her smarmy boyfriend, who has done nothing wrong. But they're all going to eat together at a nice restaurant. Yeah. And we're supposed to not like this guy, no. but at no point in this movie does he really do anything wrong. No. Oh, first, uh, he's never been on an elevator. We get to his hotel. Yeah. He's never been on an elevator. And his hotel room is huge. Back when newspapers made money, he got a massive suite. Yeah. Just for being featured in the newspaper. He doesn't have an ashtray. He ashes in his hat. He hasn't seen TV since I Love Lucy. Yeah, TV. Oh, what does he say? That was actually oh. funny. It was, except for, ah, t- ah, television. <laughs> I saw that at Darkie Johnson's place years ago. And I was like. You say Darkie? Darkie Johnson. I oh, had the closed captioning on, baby. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. God damn. Whew. They, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. He turns on the, the TV. It's he I like gets Lucy. down right by it, and just of course, as he turns it on, "I Love Lucy" is just starting the title screen and music. Dun, he's like, oh, dun, yeah, dun. this is what I saw. He's like, "Yep, that's what I saw." And yeah. he turns it right back yep. off. It's like, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes to the bathroom. He's like, "Oh, two dunnies in here," because there's a toilet and a bidet. Yep, ha 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 ha. And she leaves, and he's sitting there trying to figure out this bidet part is longer than you would expect. Yeah, for not much of a payoff. No, and then he yells out the window as she's leaving with Carl Winslow. It's for washing your backside, right? <laughs> and she gives him a thumbs up. Yep. And they're like, all right. I thought maybe he's going to drink out of it or something. Yeah, no, he just washes it spray. He's not that stupid. He figured it out. Yeah. He's not stupid. No. He's just never been he's to a He's a fish out of water. Yes, correct. He's a regular Brendan Fraser. Close. Because he's in all of his movies are fish out of water movies, Alex. Every single one. Mummy? Except the mummy. <laughs> uh, so now he's walking That's the streets. <laughs> it really is. Even the movie about boarding school is him being a fish out of water. And Sino Man, yep. the movie uh, about the Canadian Mountie is a fish out of water movie. Do, he, when blast from the past. Yeah, blast from the past. Sino yep. Man. Every single one. George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Isn't that weird? That is kind of weird. That's all. That's like his thing. Brendan Fraser is a fish out of water. They need to make an unfrozen caveman lawyer movie starring him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guy needs the work, too, as far as I can tell. I'm just a caveman. <laughs> yes. These, <laughs> your tiny, your boxes frighten and confuse me. <laughs> um. He says good day to everyone. He's walking the wrong way in, in pedestrian traffic, it yep. seems. Finally, he climbs up on a sign. Yeah. Climbs up like, big, like 10 feet up in a street sign. Yeah. Uh, my cat is cute as F right now. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I take a picture of her. But yeah, he climbs up on a street sign, and then a cop on a horse walks up, and you're like, oh, he's about to get in trouble. Yep. But he's not. And cut to the uh, entrance of the hotel. Yeah, he's the most charming man. Horse cop roll up, and uh, Crocodile Dundee's on the back. 
He's on the, the horse with him. Charming man that ever lived, and he befriends the cop almost instantly. Try to get a picture of this cat without all the garbage in the background. <laughs> you don't need a face to nap. You need an app where you take a picture and it turns into like a nice background. Hey, don't tell the nice girl I'm talking to about this, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You haven't uh, told her about this podcast yet, have you? Oh, she knows. Oh, shit. Yeah. All over. <laughs> so, yeah, he comes back on the cop's horse. That's how charming he is. Yeah, and he's like, "See you later, Mick." And you're like, <laughs> "Silly, so nice." They're friends, good people times. are actually pretty nice in this movie. With a couple, even the the rich people later. Yes, they aren't the usual. Um, no, no, you know, real asshole types. Yeah, you're, that is true. So they meet her. They meet Sue's boyfriend at a nice restaurant. Yeah, he's at he, the bar. And he's already drunk yeah. and being very condescending. And he says, we'll have two martinis. And Mick says, oh, I have two martinis and a beer. But he says, I'll have two of those yeah. as well because he's never heard of a martini in Australia, <laughs> even though he goes to a bar every day. But no one... <laughs> yeah, and no they don't shit. have a TV in the bar, I guess, in Australia? Maybe not. <laughs> now uh, they just punch each other in the stomach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're Russell sitting there at dinner, alligators. and my thoughts exactly, he says, uh, you two should really be alone, because they're like, he's being, the, the dude is like, oh, yeah. As you would be, he hasn't seen his girlfriend yes. in six weeks. Yeah. And now he's got to go to her coming back dinner with this handsome, leathery Australian dude. <laughs> um, and he's being very condescending. He's like, ain't no crocodiles out there, but a fast-moving Chevy would sure make a mess of you. So at which point I said, this guy is seems real sleazy, but he is actually her boyfriend. Yeah. And Mick is not. Right. And he I would be a know. dick. I would be a dick to the handsome Australian guy that my girlfriend bought brought to dinner too, probably. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Who, like, who she brought halfway around the world yes, home with her. Yes. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fuck this guy. She had to stay she had to stay longer in Australia to spend some time in the woods with him. Yeah. I'll be like, oh good. Great. <laughs> but he is being condescending. Uh so Oh, there's fat shaming in this movie too. Not but Mick says I because the guy's being like, Oh, you can't order this. You can't like, Mick isn't going to know how to order from the menu, which he doesn't. <laughs> right. He's like, I'll have whatever that fat Sheila over there is having. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then dude looks, and then Mick, oh, this isn't this isn't a punch. This is a uh, first hit knockout headbutt. Oh, was it a headbutt? At the table where he's just like a side headbutt. He's just like, thunk. And dude is like, ugh. Uh, I, I guess I kind of missed it. I'm like, wait, did he punch him that fast? No, no, I'm pretty sure happened. he just headbutted him. Yeah. And so, he yeah. is, of course, out like a light yeah. until they get into the limo. What, is, what does Mick say? He's like, oh, look, look, what does he say to get their attention so he can punch the guy? Oh, he says, oh, I have whatever that fat oh, she was Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. he points over there. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's right, Cole yep. Cox, the guy. Yep. So they're going home in the limo, and Sue is like, you, you knocked my boyfriend out. But, you know. 
it is what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And she's basically saying that wasn't very nice, but still being, he's like, well, he was being a real pisser or yeah. whatever he says. Right, like, exactly. Like, you really want to be with that lemon? Uh, and they get to where they're going, which is Sue's apartment or her boyfriend's apartment, and that guy needs to throw up. Yeah. Okay. He gets uh, into a cab. Oh, yeah, because they were taking a cab back. That, yeah. For some reason... Reginald Val Johnson isn't driving them this time. No, it's a it's a it's a cab yeah, driver. So those two leave, and Mick's like, so the guy's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Well, I think I might go to a pub." Uh, he's take me to the boozer. Yeah, boozer. The guy's like, yeah. "I don't know where that is." Yeah, like uh, the pub, the get pub. a drink, whatever. He's like, why don't you does. come with? Why, why don't you join me? Yeah, he's like, my shift just got over. I'm an kooky Italian gal. Come with. Yeah, you. and he does, and he gets to the bar, and we see Mick. Uh, Telling tall tales of Australia, and everyone is having a great time. Yes. Man, he is being charming. They love this guy. He has a uh, misunderstanding with the black guy speaking jive that goes on for uh, uncomfortably long yes. time. And you're like, yes. ugh. And then you're like, is the I can't tell if the black guy is mad at him for yeah. a minute there. You're like, is he? And then it's at the weird. end, he's like, this guy's cool. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Because they're both saying, like... Mick is saying Australian things. Yeah. And the black guy is saying black guy things. <laughs> black guy things. And they don't know what either person is saying. No. So this guy's cool and they do a crazy handshake. Yeah. Um and yeah, they're but it ends up, you know. And then so they work they they have this he has this moment with a black guy, haha. Yeah. The black guy is talking black guy shit to him. Hilarious. And then this lady comes up to him and is like, "Hey, that you can, we can, you can tell as a man. I could at least. Could you? I thought it seemed like a real lady. She had a lady voice. By real, I mean cisgendered female. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. In some deep water here. Uh, but yeah. So he's flirting with this gal. That is a all. That is." A, a man. A we tra- are led to believe. A transgendered Is a woman. trans woman. And they're flirting, and he's into it. And his cab driver's talking, trying to talk to him, but he's still like, he's like, where do you live, honey? And she's like, right down the road by myself. You could come. Yeah, yeah. And so the cab driver finally catches up to him. He's like, that girl you're talking to, she's a guy. A man dressed up as a woman. A fag, for Christ's sake. He's a fag, for Christ's sakes. Woo-wee. That was a real cringer there. So then, Mick, this part, this is where this movie ruined our childhood, Alex. Because (laughs) I don't know that there's recovering. At this point, Mick turns back around to talk to her, this person he's been having a nice conversation with. Yeah. And he just grabs her by the genitals. Yes. And what does he say? Yeah. He grabs her junk, and he's like, uh, <laughs> that was a guy. Because everyone laughs. He grabs it. And everyone in the and whole she goes bar running out, like, like, whoa, whoa. And she goes running out very upset. Yes. And the whole bar just the erupts. The entire bar erupts into 
Yeah. Huge laughter. Rolling, yeah. billowing laughs. There was a guy. A guy dressed as a Sheila. Y'all, y'all knew, you pack of bastards. It's like, ugh. <laughs> goo So that was unpleasant. Yes. For sure. Uh, now they're going to leave the bar. And the, the cab driver doesn't know where he left the cab. So he goes off to look for it, and Mick starts talking to a couple of hookers. Yep. <laughs> Just hanging out. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what hookers are, yep. I guess. Good day, girls. <laughs> Mick Dundee from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and they realize he's like, he's flirting with them because he doesn't know what prostitutes are. <laughs> and uh, one of them recognizes him from the newspaper. Yep. Yep. They say, first trip to New York? First trip anywhere. Uh, and then they say they might give him one for free. They might just have to do yeah. you for free. Oh, we should have been keeping a tally of the uh, the one-hit knockouts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I think we've added. I think we're about to hit I number think we're five. At, <laughs> I think that's right. Here but comes just hold pimp. on. But just hold on. Hold <laughs> okay. on. All right. So just to make this point. So, so he came back with her. What's her name? Sue. Sue. Yeah. Sue has a boyfriend. Sue really has not acknowledged this in front of him, but he understands what's happening, clearly. Yeah, he's been on... So she's into him, he's into her, but she has a boyfriend, and he, if this went through how he would have wanted it to, would have sex with these two women. Yes, for sure. So that's where they're at in their, quote, relationship. Correct. They kissed once... But they're both willing to be with other people, no problem. Yes. Sometimes, Alex, in <laughs> movies, I, I'm like, who, like, I understand you're writing something, but if there was ever, like, I'm sure it happens in real life, maybe, but I don't think it does. Yeah. Very incredulous like, circumstances. Yeah. It's like, come on, you can't, can you just... Think about this for another hour and come up with a better ex- explanation for why people do things in this movie. Yes. You can maybe don't take the first idea. No. Maybe try a little harder. But, you know, Paul Hogan did write it. That's true. Paul Hogan did, Paul Hogan was just trying to look cool. And again, hats off to the guy. He made himself into an international yep. franchise single handedly, sure basically. And it's how big crazy. of a deal was the fake crocodile Dundee reboot? It was huge. Oh, I know. That's why we're doing this movie. I know. Because it, That's how big it was, is that a fake reboot with Danny McBride is a big deal. And Paul Hogan being in that commercial, I was like, whoa. I know. That's on my face. I didn't know if he was still real? around. Yeah. yeah. Man, talk about leathery. Good God, you could sharpen a knife on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, here comes their pimp, and the pimp is not being very nice to the hookers or him, and he doesn't like people using bad language in front of women. Yeah. So he punches the guy right in the face, and these prostitutes are pretty cool with that, but I feel like when their pimp wakes up, they're in a real-life situation. <laughs> yeah. This would lives be, are in danger. They would be like, ooh, we shouldn't have let that Australian guy punch our pimp right in the face and knock him out knock with him one, out punch. one punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of sit there smugly going, oh, 
Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it, everything turns out okay because we meet them later. <laughs> there. Yeah. He just keeps running into the same hookers. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, right. Almost. So, he knocks the guy. Knocks a pimp out one punch. And they're like, oh, whoa. And then immediately his buddy in the cab, cab comes driver screaming up, up behind yeah. him. Pulls up. Luckily. Hey, we got to go. Blah, blah, blah. And he says, hey, hey, mate, you're not all right to drive. Well, that's why there's so many accidents, because you all have the steering wheel on the oh, wrong that's side. Right. And then he gets in the car and drives, and you, they don't show it, but they it's cut, him cut to the like, New York skyline. Oh, crikey. Get out of the way. <coughs> get out of the Y. Yep. That A trick does the trick. Get out of the Y. Right? Get out of the Y. Get out of the Y. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's already that's already an I, Alex. We have great in- interest rights. Interest rights. <laughs> interest rights. This uh, this may be the only impression I'm better than you at as an Australian you are 100%, guy. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. No argument for me. Because <laughs> I ain't no George Lucas. God damn it! I wish I was. Uh, they, uh, I wish I would have uh, had a had a hand in this crocodile. So here's picture. some more weirdness, because she is with her boyfriend. Yes, and now he's in his bathtub. Yeah. Next scene is he's he's in his bathtub like a little boy. You know. Well, he's doing his laundry. Oh, that's in the right. tub. Yeah, he's doing his laundry. He's, yeah. So he's sitting in a in a uh, bubble bath, basically doing his laundry. Yeah. And she walks in and puts on like the. Uh, she looks at him. He's he hasn't been sleeping on the bed. He's been sleeping on the floor on a blanket. Yeah. And she's got like this he's so cute yeah. face thing going like where she's like shaking her head in a positive way like yeah. oh, oh this, fuck this, this guy. man of mine. Yeah. Even though she has a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And the housekeeper comes in while she's in there in his hotel room. And the housekeeper comes in and she's like, "Mr. Mick, I've got your Oh. What am I doing? Yes. You're doing what, exactly what she did. Mr. Meek, I have your towels. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, and then Sue is like, ooh, I'll, t- I'll take the towels. I'll take the towels. Yeah, yeah. And Mick is in there taking a bath <laughs> by his lonesome, doing his laundry. And he sees the sexy ass leg. And she's like, she's like, Mister Mick, I have your towels. Yes. No. <laughs> and she sticks her sexy leg past the the door frame. Yeah. And he's the like, what the hell? And he's being up. kind of a decent dude, being like, whoa. Yeah. So that's not what I meant. I'm in love with a couple of hookers and a Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I got me hands full. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Then she pops out and she's like, ha, tricked you. And he's like, this is a very confusing thing we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm getting so many I mixed just, signals here. I just went to dinner with you and your boyfriend <laughs> and now you're sticking your sexy leg out. I plowed a couple of hookers up. last night, possibly, <laughs> yes. as far as you were concerned. Yeah. Um, so now they're on top of a building and he's getting his pictures taken. I thought it was the Empire State Building, but they show the Empire State Building in yeah. the shot. It's probably like the Chrysler Building, I guess, or something. Doesn't mm. we don't know what building it is? 
But it's a real building in New York that they're on top of with, you can put the quarter in and look out yep. through the goggle things. Man, I know some, we're, we're great at terminology on this show. Oh, we are. Put I a know. quarter in and look out through the goggle things. <laughs> uh, uh, they get a hot dog. I, yep. The hot dog ordering, she got, my biggest issue here is that she got chili and sauerkraut. I know. You would not get both of those things. Like, everything well, goes, made sense until she got the chili, and I was like, but you also got yeah, every I want other ch- topping. I want chili, peppers, onions, sauerkraut, ketchup, mustard. And, the, and he's like, are they any good? And he's like, they taste like shit, but you can live off them. Well, that's yeah, they what, taste like shit because you put shit all over Yeah, them. but that's all. That's what he said earlier, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's exact. She requoted him. Right. But I, I'm saying how bad that would taste, and now I can barely speak because my mouth is watering so much. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh man, I want that hot My dog, mouth right? is wet with anticipation <laughs> of a of a chili sauerkraut hot dog. <laughs> oh fuck. I'm not even kidding. Oh my god. Give me one of those. Uh, like, you eat that? It's like fuck yes we do, Mick Dundee. <laughs> So they're going uh, on a walk, and inexplicably, there's a bunch of people watching a guy get a haircut. Yeah, he's like getting like, a mohawk, yeah, kind of. I and guess you would like, watch that. Yeah, but there's like 30 people crowd, crowded around like if they not were more, nailing a it, nail into yeah, his head or something. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a purse snatcher. I saw, I really can... I'm having trouble speaking because of how watery my mouth is. <laughs> uh, there's a purse snatcher. He grabs a purse from an old lady. And Mick will have none of this. Yeah. As the purse snatcher is running away, he finds a can? Yes. Did it come out of her groceries I or think, something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like a, yeah. And he uh, he tosses it. Chucks the can. Bullseye right on the purse snatcher's head. He goes down. Yeah. Australian Superman once again. Mm-hmm. So now they're at a party. They're at a, a party, and it seems almost like a art gallery opening. Um, yeah, some fancy soiree. Don't know where her boyfriend is, but she brought Mick out to show him off, and she's barely wearing any clothes. Once yeah, again. she has a very revealing dress on. She does. Yeah, what kind of party is this? Because she's wearing the, a very revealing dress, which is fine. Yeah. But then also that hooker's there that he knows. Yes. He's like, oh, hey, hooker. She's with like, an old oh. dude. Yeah. He's like, it's real nice of her to be here with a dead. Yeah, ha, ha, like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, man. he doesn't understand the ways of the world. <laughs> Although even earlier in the movie, he said he read the Bible. There's yeah. a there's a very prominent prostitute in the Bible, Alex. It's true. Just saying. I think people know probably... what prostitutes are. Right. Not McDundee. He doesn't know one when he sees one. And though. they never like they're going to this party. They go to another party. And no point is she like you know what. We should probably buy you some proper clothes. <laughs> I know. So you don't look like a weirdo Can everywhere we you go. just get you like a, it's the black suit yeah. jacket, you know. Mm-hmm. Or just like, a, or just like a, a pair of khakis and a tuck-in shirt. A tuck-in shirt? Well, <laughs> he, he, he does change his shirt, but he always has the vest on and the hat. He does. If he just, wear, if he just changed his pants and had his shirt on, he would look like a normal, leathery-as-fuck dude. Yeah, he's not interested in that. No, though. he's not. That's probably his choice. We don't know. (laughs) 
Uh, some more, some more transphobia. Uh, he does see his hooker friend Simone at this party with an old man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's he's cool with that. But we also see a very a large, um, masculine-looking older woman. Yes. Who what? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a man, right? She sounded yes. like a man. Yes. I don't know. Yes. God. Is a trans woman. Yeah. But they're going out of their way to make sure you could understand that that was indeed an actual, a real woman. You know how? Man. You know how you make sure? No, no. Well, they make you think that. Yeah. But then his his greeting to her, just grab her by the crotch. Yeah. And he's like, "Ah, y'all, y'all a woman, because she is a woman." Yeah. And then Sue is like, "It's fine. He's Australian." And you're like. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, 30 years later, Alex and I are like, ooh, how are we going to say this on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that is weird. But she's into it, obviously, because it's an 80s movie. Yeah. He's like, where do I meet a man like him? Yeah. Maybe I need to meet more Australians. Uh, he rolls his own cigarettes, so a girl at the party thinks his cigarette is a joint. Yeah. Grabs it takes a couple of huge puffs off of it and says this is good shit mm-hmm. and i don't i mean i don't know this personally but if i grabbed what i thought was a joint and took a couple of huge puffs off of it and it was a cigarette i would know it wasn't <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> yeah I'm like, this is not good shit this is a cigarette <laughs> but this girl did not know any better uh there's many slits in her dress. Basically, the side of her body is exposed. Yes. And, like, the top is... This is where I asked, but I was like, I feel like people wear more revealing clothes now, but maybe maybe in New York in the 80s. It's pretty know. crazy. She's very pretty, and the dress looks... Yeah. It's cool. I don't know. <laughs> so he walks into the kitchen where there's a guy doing coke. Yeah. It's a goofy guy that's been in a lot of very small parts in a bunch of movies. He looks familiar. But they're like really small parts usually. He's he just a goof- goofy looking dude. Uh, he's doing coke and Mick asks him if he's got a stuffed nose. And he's like, oh yeah. And for some reason at this art opening slash whatever kind of party it is, there's a a, a pot of water boiling on the stove tea kettle yeah just ready to go ready to go i don't yep. know where what their plan was but he's like yeah if you got a stuffed nose i got i got just the cure for that yeah and he grabs the tea kettle and he fills a bowl and he takes all of the guy's cocaine <laughs> yeah dumps it into the bowl of boiling water and tells the guy to put the towel over his head and put his head over the bowl yeah it's like that'll clean you right up like, but, uh, yeah, he doesn't know what cocaine is. And he sits down with Sue <laughs> and she says, that was probably a couple of hundred dollars worth of cocaine. Cause she knows. She knows. Faux show. You're like, what's cocaine then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do people snort cocaine? Cocaine. And she's like, oh, because it just gives you a nice buzz. What for? To get a buzz. Okay. He's like, that's like sticking a blowfly up your nose. Like, yeah, all right. Because you get a buzz if you stick a fly up your nose, Alex. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, then he calls Wally and he says, I might be staying a while. I might be staying a while. 
And Wally says, does that have anything to do with a female reporter? I might know. <laughs> a yeah. Sheila? Mm-hmm. Uh, party's over. After uh, There's a phone call. They are now outside walking, and they are approached by a young man who says, got a light? And this is, this is it. This is the scene. Which I've been saying wrong forever. Kind of like, Luke, I'm your father. Yes. Like, it's, slightly wrong. Like it's, it, Yeah, it's really it's like, no, yeah. I'm your father. Yes. Yep. Uh, and he says, got a light? And your wallet! <gasps> and he pulls out a knife. She's like, just give him, just give him your wallet. He's like, why? He's got a knife. And then he pulls out his big-ass crocodile Dundee knife. Uh-huh. He says... That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> it's dramatic because everyone knows it. Everyone knows that. I remember the uh, tobacco slash weird shit store that used to be in <laughs> Merleham Mall. David's. Oh, yeah. David's, David's Briar Shop. David's Briar Shop. For Hell some yeah. reason, they had a bunch of knives for sale. Yeah. I That Crocodile Dundee knife, I wanted that thing. So bad. Who do you suppose bought those knives in there? I have remember no. all those or those fancy weird stat- like those really detailed statues that are like wizards. Yeah, and kind of <laughs> part of them was like not complete. Like it was like part of a wolf's head with an edgy, like, yeah, yeah, a rough edge. Weird and like a <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a wizard holding a crystal ball. What a how weird was store. David's in business for that long? For a long time. David's, what is is a briar shop, a tobacco shop? I guess so. Hey. It smells, hey, I loved the oh, smell of I'm that Oh, I'm just place. thinking about it. That makes my mouth water like a dirty hot dog oh, yeah. also. <laughs> my dad used to occasionally smoke pipes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I lo- when he smoked a pipe in the house, I was like, I love the smell that of such a That's what made smell. me the man I am today. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I did to, love the smell of You a go pipe. to David's if you need a couple cigars, a figurine, a replica sword, and a wizard statue. Perfect. That's you the shop all for your me. Bases, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you drive away in your panel van that's got a wizard <laughs> painted on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I got my cigars and my sword. <laughs> and my yeah. Betty Boop figurine. Oh, y'all. He says, that's not a knife. This is a knife, and then he cuts that guy's jacket. Yeah, in a real shitty scene. Yeah, I didn't remember him doing that. I remember thinking it was a shitty scene as yeah. a kid. I could, because yeah. basically they show this this quick shot of his hand holding the knife, like just flailing the knife around in a real, an obvious way that he was just literally holding a knife and going yeah. and shaking his wrist yes. around. And then they cut to this guy's arm of his jacket is cut wide open, and they're terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and oh, you all right? I'm always all right when I'm with you, Mick. Oh yeah, she's loving this. Yeah, you make me feel like Jane. She's loving this. Yeah, it's in about eight minutes. Yeah. Well, then they start, they start making out after this. Yep, they do. At work, her boyfriend talks to her about some stuff. He's like, "I want to make things more permanent." You don't know. You clearly know what's going to happen. It's a movie trope. Right. Uh, <laughs> One of the all-time yeah. classics. Uh, but her boyfriend is talking to her. And then an old man pops in 
He's like, are you talking to the most eligible woman in New York City? Or something like that. The biggest, yeah. the best catch of all time. I don't know what he says. And it turns out it's her dad. He's like, oh, we're having a welcome back party at uh, at the house this weekend just for you. He's like, and bring, bring Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Everybody wants to meet this guy. He's very popular. Everyone wants to meet the Crocodile yep. Man. And he's, uh, I mean, that may even be what he says. Yeah, bring the crocodile something like man. that. And it turns out her dad owns the newspaper, so she is rich as F. Yep. So big. Um, so then they go into the party at her house, and old Reginald Vell Johnson is driving the limo again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they get there. This, oh, two Alex. <laughs> they arrive, and uh, Carl Winslow gets out. Yep. Gus, the driver. I don't know if Gus was a thing he was just calling him or if that was actually his name. Gus gets mm. out. Uh, Sue and her boyfriend get out, and Crocodile Dundee gets out. And Sue kind of says nonchalantly, oh, no, the dogs are out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And old Reginald Vell Johnson is so filled with fear. You can see it. You're like, oh, yeah. Make sure whoever was directing this movie was like, you know who should be really scared of the dogs the black guy the black guy yeah oh man he should be really scared and the dogs run up on them and we see mick use his buffalo hypnosis again yep for Gives some the reason hang loose sign and goes mm. yeah mm. and he just stares him stares down at him real intensely and they just lay down yeah and suddenly are docile fully complacent He's doing his outback tricks in America now. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is especially where I said they can't get him some new clothes. <laughs> but I'm just going to say it was his choice, I guess. Yep. He doesn't feel like fitting in. He's an Australian guy. Or maybe he's so gross and leathery. Imagine what Crocodile Dundee smells like. Probably great. <laughs> in like a, I don't know, like earthy. Yeah, it's very earthy, yeah. very pungent. <laughs> yes, but maybe like so he, bad it's good. <laughs> yes, it comes all the way all the way around. It <laughs> is actually good. I think he never changes his clothes because his clothes are actually attached to his body at this point. <laughs> yes, they're just part of him. It would take yeah. like a surgical yeah. procedure to get that jacket <laughs> yes. off him. I've had socks like that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alex. no, yeah. I, I get it. Yes, <laughs> uh, snowy day and holy shoes, a day of delivering beer. I'm like, ugh. God damn it. <laughs> Today is what I mean. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one in New York has ever met an Australian person before is the impression you get from this party. Yeah. Although, Real oddity. Yeah. This would be like, what would be the American version of this in Australia? Oh, I guess Danny McBride going to Australia. There you go. They got to make that movie now. I I hope they do. Um, Yeah, I have nothing more to say about that. All of the rich people at this party are very pleasant. Yes, they're nice. They're not. And her dad is so supportive. It's like, damn, you expect him to be like shitty. You expect the, the usual, you know waspy snotty rich white people that are jerks to everyone just because they can be but everyone here is just very nice very pleasant yeah they even and he walks away 
and they're like, he seems like a personable fellow. Yeah. And he walks away and he's like, they're all very nice. And you're like, no conflict. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess. The conflict is her boyfriend, the beef, making a toast. (laughs) What's he going to do? Let's see. What could possibly what could possibly happen here? Hmm. Oh, do you think he might propose to her, Alex? I think so. I think he might, and he does. And she seems genuinely pleased about it yep. at first. Yep. And then, sort of displeased, she never says yes, but she also never says no. And she gets the ring put on her finger, and then kisses him. Yep. While the guy. She brought here from Australia. <laughs> looks on. Who the, she's been leading on all this time. <laughs> yes. I mean, she couldn't be giving him much more her, of a green her light. Her boyfriend is not the bad guy here. No. And he, he's she's never said no to Crocodile. She has Dundee. also at no point given her boyfriend the impression that she wants to do somebody else. Yeah. And I know that people do that in life, but... It's weird if that... If you get to the point where you're getting proposed to at a party... <laughs> In front of that other person. And you brought the other guy <laughs> by fully on you. Yeah, that's pretty sure. I don't think you say yes. I don't I think, think you say so. this isn't the best time. Like you try to be nice about it, but yeah. you go um take it easy. <laughs> we this is this is not the time for this. My also my slam piece is here, so <laughs> Yes. This is all yes. bad timing on your part. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he has proposed, and he is under the impression she's going to marry him. This does not sit well with Mick Dundee, and he looks on, sadly, talking to the woman next to him, though, and evidently kind of hitting on her. I yes. Don't know. Yes, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Again. And he he doesn't, I mean, I know he's not a real, he's a pretty straightforward guy. He's not a real emotional guy. Right. Doesn't. It seems like none of this bothers him at all. He's like, all right, and just starts talking to that girl. It does, though, because he leaves. Yeah, I guess and so. And he asks, he asks Carl Winslow to take, take him, him home. Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> yes. He's like, but uh, via the liquor store, mate, might, Gus. Yep. Um, and, but then Carl has a mostly drank bottle of booze that he hands to him, which... After he gets dropped off, for some reason, in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> I was like, I don't think his fancy-ass hotel is in the middle of Times Square. Mm, I, I don't Why really did know. he get dropped off there? I don't know. Uh, so he gets out, and he gives a, gives a homeless guy the liquor. And the homeless guy is like, you literally saved my life. You You're like, wait. I mean, it's so confusing. Yeah. Because it's meant to be like this moment where you're like, oh, he's such a nice guy. So generous. But he basically has a giant bottle of booze. (laughs) Yes. He hands it to the guy. The guy goes, oh, my God. You literally just saved my life. I might not have been drunk today. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Give me a big bottle of alcohol (laughs) that I will no doubt drink in uh, within moments from now. (laughs) Yes, yes. You saved my life. Uh, Are you helping that guy? Are you? I don't know. Are you? That's how we're showing. How deep is this guy into it? You don't know. (laughs) Maybe he did save his life. Maybe if that guy didn't drink today, he would die. Maybe uh, that guy. 
owed another guy a bottle of booze, and he's going to kill him if he didn't give him one. There, that's probably it. That's the backstory. <laughs> I want to see more of that backstory. I want to see a twenty-minute dive sideways into yes. what's going on with this. See, I got guy. it. I got the Bushmills for you. <laughs> you don't have to kill me now. <laughs> um. Oh, the pimp from earlier is here. Man, he doesn't run into anybody twice. Small world. Yeah. New York Except, City yeah, is. Yeah, the pimp and two prostitutes. Yep. They're different ones this time because he's like, oh. They hey. are, and he thinks they're the same. Yeah. I'm like, what? How's... Yeah. He's like, I, Simone. Yeah. So like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. I'm like, what? Oh, I thought you were a different hooker. <laughs> uh, and then... He's like, oh, if it isn't Mr. Don't Talk Dirty in front of women himself. Except that guy talks like the most cartoon white pimp. <laughs> yeah, there could I know. He's like, oh, I can't. I don't know. I don't remember how he talked. But I remember noting that I was like, this guy talks goofy. He talks and dresses goofy. I'm like, oh, I guess yeah. he's supposed to be a pimp. But yeah, it's just strange. He's like an 80s. 80s white pimp. Yeah. Um. But uh, guess what? It's another one-punch knockout. Yep. But he's got backup this time. Two two very goofy-looking white dudes. Yes. That would not, that are like, oh, yeah, I just wore my polo and my khakis to hang out with this pimp. <laughs> yeah, I have my, my dress shirt and tie on and, and big straw hat or whatever that guy was wearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Weird fedora. <laughs> like I'm some sort of gangster. Yeah. And uh, those guys start taking him down. Luckily, I thought it was going to be one-punch knockouts all around for those guys, too. I did, but. too. And it, it actually didn't really fit the story that it wasn't. Yeah. Alex, I'm going to have to inhale, but I know exactly <laughs> where we are. All right, um, let's inhale. And exhale. Ow, cat. Kitty's, <laughs> Kitty's back. <laughs> yes. Ripping up Toll's crotch. Um, yeah, so the weird, well-dressed pimp helpers are there to help their pimp friend, and they got Mick. He's going down. Yep. Yep. Luckily, no one, no one punch knockouts. He's he's in trouble. Luckily, Mick may not be telepathic, like he says earlier in the movie, but his newfound New York friends are. Yep. Because here comes Gus, rolling up, smashes right into the pimp. Yeah. Right into him. Who had gotten up from his knockout punch. So it wasn't a full-on knockout. <laughs> He'd gotten up from it. And he smashes right into him. Smashes the f- windshield of his yeah. limo. <laughs> um, and then goes on to hit the other two guys? Or they just run away? I don't even know. Um, I think... Or they both, then maybe Mick, now Mick is like, oh, yeah, I've got the upper hand. Oh, no, oh, no. So if they get one guy, and then one guy runs away, and then okay. Reginald Vell Johnson pulls off the oh, yes. big scene. He pulls off the limo antenna. Yeah, which is the perfect shape of a boomerang. Sure is. And he th- is able to throw it down the alley perfectly, hit the guy in the head yeah. as he runs away. Which uh, another, and then, uh, yeah. And then he uses the antenna as a boomerang. He's like, you sure sure you're not a Pintanjara, mate? Yeah. And uh, no man, Harlem Warlords, 
Yeah. So I was like, oh, you're not. He's like, CID, you were tribal. I knew you were tribal. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. The only, the main black guy in the movie is in a gang. Has to be. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. Good job. Yep, 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 yep. Um, the next day, the uh, Gus is pulling up. This bothered me, Alex. This this is a let's ruin our childhood moment. Uh, Carl Winslow, Gus, Reginald Bell Johnson pulls up to Sue's house to pick her up. And the windshield is fixed. Oh, the yeah, windshield is true. perfectly fine. I was like, and he's out in the back trying to adjust the antenna thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I always thought those were decorative when I was a kid. Remember those on the back of limos? But I'm pretty sure they're like TV antennas. Yeah, probably a TV antenna yeah. or something like that. Kinda but it weird. sure did snap off easily and perfectly. Oh, man. Perfect. And worked exactly like a boomerang. Yeah, in my mind, I remember that scene, but I guess I, I thought that Crocodile Dundee threw that, of course. It would have made more sense. So when he Yeah, when he picked up through it, I was like, oh, I didn't remember it like that. Yeah. Makes no sense that way, but okay. Yeah. I have a hard, then they could okay. have their little racist banter afterwards, I guess. Yeah, they do. They do. There's a handful of racist banters within the movie. Um, I'm kind of, not to go back on this, but I'm blown away that Reginald Vell Johnson isn't credited in Die Hard. You mean, <laughs> you mean credited in like the opening credits? Because there's no way the on rolling his credits are On it end. says uncredited, which means his, his, what was his name in that? Officer, mm. Ooh, someone's uh, going crazy out there right now. Sorry, guys. John McClane, and he talks about the Twinkies. Yeah, his family. Blah blah blah. I shot a kid. Officer, it said it, that it in IMDb. It's uncredited, so I can't even look it up on there. This is. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's what IMDb is telling me. That's okay. all. That's all I'm going by. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah, but either way, he's out there to pick up Sue and her dad. I don't know where they're going, but she's calling Mick's room yeah. at his hotel and he's brushing his teeth and shaving and not answering the phone. Yeah. And apparently she's tried to call multiple times and the lady at the front desk said, well, he told us this morning he's checking out. Because he's real sad because she got engaged to another dude the night before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that would be over. a real bummer. You know, that would really put a damper on your trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you were lured there by this lady who's been leading you on all this time. Yeah. Never tells you. Still, even they get engaged and she still isn't like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just doesn't no. bring it up. Nope. <laughs> it ignores None the None of it ever comes up. It doesn't. It's bizarre. Paul Hogan, you didn't write a very good movie, but luckily that's you... all right. That's all right. Crocky, I'm shitting <laughs> money off this thing here. <laughs> yes, you did. Eight million dollars turned into three hundred and sixty million. Not too shabby. Uh, so he walks out. And he talks to the the doorman that they act like they have established a relationship with. Yeah, but they just establish that everyone likes Mick Dundee. Yes, everyone. Every the doorman. He's beloved. Yes. Again, if you're going to write yourself a movie that sets you up, this is how you do it. It's going to be Tom McGrain the movie, baby, (laughs) when I win the lottery. (laughs) Tom McGrain. Tom Dundee. I'm going to go to Australia. 
And they're gonna be like, "Why is this American so bad at everything?" <laughs> I'm like, "Cause I'm beloved." I don't know. That doesn't even make sense at Paul all. Paul McGray in the movie. Yep. Told Dundee. <laughs> yep. 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 But yeah, um, that is what I'm going to do if that happens. But I don't play the lottery, so don't worry about it. Uh. Yeah, he has a conversation. He gives the doorman his knife, who, and then he's waving it around. And Sue comes out. And Why does he give him his knife? I don't remember. I didn't. He's like, hey, hold on to this, yeah. mate. I think he just wanted to give it to him because that's how he's just a, a cool, racist, yeah. sexist, misogynist, <laughs> handing out survival knives. Yeah, yeah, but he's very charming. We established um, that. So he's headed to Grand Central Station. Oh, when they pull up to his hotel, her dad is also in the limo. Yep. This is how supportive this rich newspaper-owning dad is. He just pops his head out. And he goes, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Or he's like, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And he just kind of turns his head and nods and yep. smiles. And yeah, you're like, he's like, cool. What a nice guy. Yeah. The nicest rich guy, the nicest character rich guy. That yes, doesn't they, serve much of a purpose in a movie ever. Like, it would have made more sense for him to for him to be unlikable. Yes, just to have someone like that in this movie. That's kind of what a shocking thing about this movie was is that There's, all the unlikable people were just bad guys. Like. There's no one really. There's no villain. In actually, this movie. the un- most unlikable character, which is her boyfriend, doesn't do anything wrong. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's yes. no real villain in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The boyfriend who. You're is painted to be the bad guy, but all he did was get drunk and shoot his mouth off, and he kind of had a right to do that, yeah. anyways. And he's just kind of smarmy, but there's nothing. She was dating him, but she while also he was drug, like that. drug yeah. a wild, uh, yeah. Australian home with her, yes, for a, a week, and he's trying to fucking nail things down with her, and she's dragging this, and she's certainly making it seem like that is an option, yeah, which it is now yeah. we discover, <laughs> yes. But her dad, yeah, he just pops his head out of the limo and he's like, are you sure this is what you want to do, daughter that I love so very much? And she's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And I was like, huh, what a nice old rich guy. So rare in movies. Yeah. And she starts, she goes up to the doorman. He's like, oh, he's headed to the subway to go to Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. He's going on walkabout. Yes. He told, yes, he told the doorman he's yeah. going on a walkabout. He's like, are you leaving? He's like, nah, mate, I think I'll go on a walkabout yep. through America. Because that's what he does. He's, right. He's about to uh, kung fu America. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, yeah, she is like, oh, crap, cell phones don't exist. I better chase him down. And she starts running down the street. Sprinting. Sprinting. But now Sprinting she, through New York. She can't, uh, Barefoot. She can't run that fast with her heels on, takes yeah. her heels off and just dumps them. And runs, sprinting, goes to the subway station. This is a very anticlimactic solution to a story that kind of doesn't really exist. There isn't really a story. It's an Australian guy goes to America. The end. Yeah. Craziness ensues. The end. Yeah. Fish out of water. Wrap it up. Yeah. So she runs down to the subway station where there's a shit load of people yeah they're all packed in there waiting for the train 
and she starts yelling at Mick. He can't hear her, and then um, vaguely, uh, like a, like probably a, a, a Caribbean guy, he's like, "Hey, lady, what you like? What do you yeah. want?" Yeah. She's like, "I need to talk to the guy in the black hat." Yeah. And this is like a Spider-Man New York comes together moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Before Spider-Man. So yes. this is a Crocodile Dundee New York comes together moment. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like a movie cliche, but it is. It is. Yeah. Playing telephone. Yeah. Yeah. I said password. Telephone is even better. Yeah. So that dude is like, oh. And he t- he yells over, and then a construction guy is like, "Hey, guy in the black hat, this lady needs to talk to you." Yeah. And it's like, "What do you need to say?" Yeah. What does she want? Yeah. So then they back and forth they go. Back and forth they go. Um, oh, on the way into the subway station, she did knee a guy in the balls. Oh yeah, some guy's trying to molest her. Yeah. Yeah. Password of love. Phone, telephone of love. Uh, I'm not going to marry Richard. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, She's not going to marry Richard. Yeah. She ain't marrying Richard. Why not? I don't know. Why not? Why not? Because I love you. Oh. No. Because she loves you. Because I love you. Yeah. Like, well, I'll go over there and tell her myself or whatever. And then he can't get through. Oh, man, it's so crowded that uh, everyone starts cheering as he's walking on their on heads. On top of them. He Literally starts walking on top of the crowd. Not their shoulders. Yes. Their heads. Their heads. Yeah. And, like, you can see people's heads, like, crumpling because he's really doing this. And I'm like, what? And everyone's cheering. And then he goes over and hugs her, and they don't even kiss. It's like a, like their cheek to cheek hug, real intense hug. That's it. Roll credits. Movie over. Movie over. <laughs> and you're kind of left like, what? What? What is this? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I That's, know. We did it, Alex. Not um, even three hours. Nice. Good for us. Yeah, but that's it. There wasn't a lot to say. I mean, except for... I didn't realize how simplistic, I guess, this was. It's really the first act is she goes to Australia. Ooh, Australia's crazy and meets the mystery man. Then... He goes to New York. Then he goes to New York. He doesn't fit in, but everyone loves him. Fish out of water. Yep. And then at the end... Then she gets proposed to... together. And he's, and yeah, that's it. It's so, I mean, again, this was written by Crocodile Dundee himself. Yeah, it was. So all I guess he was concerned with was just making himself look good. But the fact that there's no real, ba- this movie is seeing, there's no real antagonist. There's no, at all. This movie is seeing an Australian guy be cool and everyone being like, you know who's cool? Australian <laughs> guys. Yes. Yeah. Mission 100% accomplished. Yeah. And even when he's not cool, he's cool. Yes. Although, so the, you know, light racism, transphobia, homophobia, and yeah. misogyny is, oh, that is heavy in this movie. I just said light. And yeah. I just said, well, I, it is light, but it's heavy. 
You know what yes. I mean? Uh, it was light for 1986. It didn't matter. But now you're like, good, good, good. Yeah, it just sticks out like a And there's a thumb. lot of it. Yeah. It's just peppered in there. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. But uh, was my childhood ruined? Um, I don't know. I didn't mind watching it twice, but I'll probably never watch it again. If it's on TV, maybe I will. If it was on HBO in a year, would I sit down and watch it? Maybe while I was looking at my phone. Yeah, I guess that's... I'm curious what Crocodile Dundee 2 is like, because I know that I've seen that, but I I couldn't I tell you. I completely agree. I feel like it's exactly the same movie. I completely agree. And of course it is. Yeah, I've seen it more than once. I guarantee I that. I know, me even. too. And I, don't and I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I think I remember at one point there's a bunch of like Latino gangsters in a tree. <laughs> I'm that serious. Sound, oh, no, hey, I, it sounds yeah. totally right to yeah. me. <laughs> it's just... That's the only thing I can tell you about it. And she's in it, and he's in it. I just can't believe there's a third one that came out in 2001. Yeah. No, I remember that. They have a son. Oh. And then in real life, they did get married and have a son. Oh, want to hear something crazy? I read this trivia. So Paul Hogan Hogan says he, this is all his idea he concocted and wrote and everything. Well, it turns out there was this guy... In Australia, that the story of like him and the alligator, or the crocodile, and all that, and crawling mm-hmm. to safety. Mm-hmm. Basically, this that guy had a story, and it was like a known story. Like okay. he's a known person, yeah, so yeah. he's like, "Hey, you fucking ripped me off. I should be getting money from this. You're using my life story." And they're like, "Ha ha, nope." And like this guy was like this beloved guy, and like was out there like telling everyone a story, and like he ended up like. <laughs> Getting hooked on drugs and going crazy and got in a shootout with the cops and died. What? Because of that? That's what people say. It was because of that, whether it was no. or not. But like his life just went to hell after he couldn't get any money for the rights to his, basically oh, his life man. story. Yeah. Well, I, I guarantee there's more than one dude that got bit by a crocodile and had to walk away in the outback. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. This is kind of like a really lame version of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Oh, The Revenant. It like takes the beginning. I, I thought you were going to say Titanic. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the Revenant. That bear attack? Yeah. Oh, shit. If you had seen. This is like. Yes, The Revenant the is basically. Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> That's except really a, true. Except it's a mildly romantic comedy. Okay, here. How about this? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. You saw that movie? I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Some people said it was slow. I was like, what? No. At what moment is something in this movie not happening? Yeah, it's it's a he's on the verge it's an of anxiety death. filling movie. Oh I'm my like, how can god! You, can't relax watching that. movie. No. So that bear attack. Dude, oh, I don't like that scene. I it's upsetting. Well, see, I find <laughs> I mean, it I like upsetting, it, but it's just like this, it's a thing. It's some. It bothered me so much that I rewatched it like six times in a row because <laughs> it seemed you're like Jesus, and yeah. it seems so real. Yes, ooh, baby, it's very upsetting. That CGI mama bear was pretty convincing. Oh man, ah, oh, where are you going? I apologize. So the scene. What, what does he cut open and get inside of? In the Revenant? Yeah. A horse. Was it a horse? Yes. Yeah, it's a horse after he crashes. Yeah. 
So let's so let's say in that movie he he you know when he crawls out of it in the morning and it's all yeah. everything's all snowed over and he's all like, <laughs> yeah he gets out and then Linda Kowalski's out there <laughs> in her thong <laughs> and then she takes him to America and he's like in Manhattan like with his fur coat covered in blood <laughs> 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 and he doesn't change dun, dun, the whole dun, time dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good movie, too. I would. Linda Kowalski. Man, what a babe. She really was. Yes. Like, surprisingly so. Oh, once I I watch this, this this is a true childhood movie where I haven't seen this since I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Yep. And... I was like, oh, yeah, the butt scene. Yeah, oh, no, I was looking forward to that butt scene. Oh, baby. <laughs> no boobs in this movie, no. but you get butt yeah, in this you movie. Get, you get her brawless and the bar and whatever else. But, yeah, the butt scene. The butt was a bigger <laughs> deal because you don't see butts like that in movies. <laughs> I understand. No, you're that 100% a, right. That was That's a why butt. Man, she is... <laughs> No, <laughs> working hard or hardly working, I can't tell. I can't tell if it's fat or muscular, and that's how great it is. I wanted, uh, to, I wanted to squeeze it. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it, but I was like, "I have a boner. <laughs> Rub it. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. God, talk about crocodile Dundee being misogynistic." <laughs> That's not misogynistic to be find women attractive, though. I don't think. No, especially when you're twelve, a little kid with no yes. access to the. Yeah, internet. we didn't have the internet. No, no. We, we had, had not uh, seen a butt like that on film before. No, for sure. And it was even better than boobs. That butt scene, even now, I'm like, God, damn. <laughs> no, it had it had me shook as a kid. Cause I'm like, why the. Yeah. Butts are a thing? <laughs> yes. Butts are a thing. Yeah. That butt. I'm into that butt. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with that butt, but. Nope. I don't even. <laughs> I, to this day, I don't know why I like butts or boobs, but I love them both very much. Butts. I'm like, I, ex- someone explain to me why I like butts and boobs so much. You can't, but I do. It's, an, it's innate. It's magic. Yeah. That's why you can't. Okay, I'm not even going to keep talking. <laughs> 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 but uh, I I don't think my childhood was ruined, although I look upon this movie with... It makes me kind of anxious to say it's not ruined because of how weirdly racist and sexist it is. But it was... It was a product of its time, and it was also an Australian yeah. product of its time. Yeah, you can't about I mean, an Australian guy from the backwoods of Australia. Yes, it was what it was. Yeah, you can't get mad at it. I, I mean, don't think my childhood's ruined. I like. I don't think so either. It's not a good movie, though. It's not a good movie. I love. I but I was entertained. I really liked this movie as a kid. I saw it several times, but I have not in a very long time. And watching it now, I'm like. I this is how I figured I would feel after watching it again. I'm like, I feel like this isn't going to hold up, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to Here, see how it goes. Okay, if we were going to review this movie, and my line for the review would be, uh, Paul Hogan is charming AF. 
that would that's what and they would say it would have a hyphen in my name okay mine would be quote did you guys know that butts are a thing <laughs> end quote dash yes. alex carter oh you will now <laughs> are you 12 yeah hey guys buckle up Get ready for butts. Buckle up. Butts are a thing. You like butts. <laughs> Whether it be a man's butt or a woman's butt, you like butts. <laughs> Heads up. You're a fan of butts. <laughs> <laughs> you might not know this yet. Yes. And just butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just hanging out there. You know what? Just for that one scene alone... And how how it's just seared into my brain. Oh, I was reminded when I watched this. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, this, I'll, but her, I'll keep this one on positive terms just for that alone. Because it was a seminal moment. Well, her outfits throughout the movie. She was extremely fashionable. And it's, it's, it's hilariously 80s now. Yes. But. But also, she, I mean, I can't believe she didn't work more. I'm so pretty. She Anything that Sharon Stone was in, she could have been in and been just as good or better. Mm, was she as good of an actor? Probably not. I think so. I don't know. Sharon Stone is a good actress. Yeah, I know. I don't mean to shit on Sa- Sharon Stone, but and she could have played Stone, that role. Sharon you know, willingness to, she's like, when Sharon Stone she did the full... What? What are you talking about, Toll? The full, the full beef. <laughs> the old outback? Yeah. The old, the old right up front. <laughs> kind of in the middle, really, when you think about it anatomically. Yeah, I think he's right there. Is he like part of it? Sort of hairy. Sort of hairy. Hairy? Hairy. Hairy. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, you're right, though. She was ass. <laughs> she's very pretty. Oh, no, yeah, God. but it's weird because so, so they made... She didn't this seem movie, like a bad actress at all. No, I thought she was a good actress and uh, interesting. I don't know. But she married Paul Hogan and they had a kid and made two more movies. And that's like, it. oh, you want to do something else? Absolutely not. You're my <laughs> wife. You stay here and cook, have our babies, and be in Crocodile Dundee movies. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, turns out, not a bad gig. Uh, no. How much money do you suppose? I mean, they've lived off those movies. This How much money do you think they got from us, the Australian Board of Tourism, for this Super Bowl? That's a good point. And Paul Hogan was in that ad, just to go like this, just to shake his head. <laughs> yep. Just to sell it. A good just, ad. It is. Clever. A shit, because everyone thought that was a real movie. I look up. That's why we're doing this podcast. I know. I, I don't. I guess I didn't need to say. I knew. I want to see how much money the second one made. I'm going to guess. Yeah, eighty-four. The first one. So the first one made three sixty. The second one. I'll guess it went over a hundred million. Your guess is what? Eighty-four. All right. The answer is this movie. Jesus. We're going worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide. Seventy thousand dollars. No, no, it made two hundred and thirty-nine. Holy shit! <laughs> of course, of course. Holy shit! Wow, that is a 
chunk of change. And this is the- back when sequels were not what they are now. Where sequels, it did make less than the original. But this is back when like the sequels were still always a blockbuster. Worse. The sequels were always worse. But now the sequels are the sequel is almost always better and makes more money, with the exception of like Iron Man. That's not better. Iron Man Two sucks. <laughs> but like the Dark Knight, yeah, a lot uh, of a there's a lot there's a lot of examples. Yes, more than yeah, it didn't used to be that way. No, it was just each each Ghostbusters Two each they sequel will just same get movie again and it makes less money. Yeah, and they just tack on exactly and each happened. one would just get progressively worse. Yeah. Except for the police academies, they all just kept getting better. <laughs> yes, I don't know. About That's why they're that. still making them. So let's see. So that means the first two Crocodile Dundee movies made over half a billion dollars. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How much did the second one cost to make? Ooh, good question. Uh, let's see. I bet twice as much. Ding, 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 Three ding, times. Ding. It could have been just because. What the hell would they spend money yeah. on besides? Paul Hogan and what's her name got a big pay boost. Yeah, well, that advertising. I don't know. All right, so Americans... Crocodile Dundee two came out in ninety eight or ninety eight in eighty eight. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was like, what? In eighty eight with uh, Die Hard. So let's see, Crocodile Crocodile Dundee two. Come on, it. The budget was fourteen million, about twice. Yeah, still okay. Yeah, pretty low. About twice made one hundred and thirty million less, but still made a shitload of money. Yeah, I can't. The tagline is "The world's favorite adventure is back for more, much more." Ugh, what that tells. Should I tell? Should you see what the plot is? Mick and Sue continue where they left off in Crocodile Dundee. New York City drug lords are pursuing Sue. Oh, I remember yes, this. For were... having solid evidence against them for murder. So for her safety, Mick takes her back to Australia where the gangsters follow them. Mick demonstrates his outback skills once more. I remember that now. Turn it around, essentially. Yeah. Same movie, but backwards. Same movie, but there's an actual real there villain. There is a yeah, a real conflict. Yes, yes, a real conflict. <laughs> yes, not a uh, sort of a love triangle that's being ignored by all members of it somehow. Yeah, I think maybe maybe my childhood is ruined. I just didn't. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't care. It. I just didn't care. I, it was just fun to watch this dude. You know that uh, it was in the eighties. You can't. know what I read on IMDb. Paul Hogan uh, donated his his body to science. He's dead a- after he dies. No, no, he's not dead. Oh, yet, say, oh shit! And they're gonna make uh, <laughs> they're gonna make bulletproof clothing out of his skin. <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna replicate it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Mm. <laughs> yep. So stupid. Uh yeah, I I'm kind of I you can't see me shrugging right now, but yeah, um, it's kind of a big shrug. It's a shrug. Yeah, it's not ruined. It's not. If you haven't seen it, sure, I guess watch it. It's never on. I see why. Yeah, 
I had to. Yeah, it would be tough to put this on TV now. Yeah. I mean, he grabs two women's crotches. Yeah, those, uh, and I guess you could cut those parts out yeah, without. You could. But boy, was that funny in the 80s. Yeah. Let's be terrible to trans people. Ha ha, hilarious. Yeah. Good job, and guys. To watch the, the, the first trans woman. Walking out of that bar very sadly <laughs> yes. as the whole bar is laughing erupted. after he grabbed her crotch. Yeah. I was like, oh, child, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say ruined. <laughs> Just that part alone, the butt, God damn it. <laughs> I know so, we have to, we have I'm so to, confused. We have to weigh the yeah. transphobia, the homophobia, the light racism, <laughs> the heavy misogyny yeah. all against the butt. I mean, it basically evens out. That butt could hold a lot of weight. <laughs> it certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't know. We're down the middle on this one. We are. It's got many problems. And it uh, also it's a bad it's just a bad movie. Yes, but it wasn't not it wasn't not entertaining. True. But it wasn't that entertaining either. It just was. It just existed. I didn't feel pained watching it twice like I did with Howard the Duck or some other movies that yeah. we watched where I was like, why the fuck did I watch this Short twice? Circuit came out the same year as this, and I hated that way more than this. Yeah. Yes. This wasn't as know. offensively bad. It was just kind of dumb. Yeah. This is just a, <laughs> a dumb movie with a very charming guy. Yes. And a very pretty lady. And, and a dumb butt. plot. And Australians. Had to speak Australian. Uh, my answer to that isn't Foster's Australian premier. It's Iron Spice Museum. <laughs> the Iron Spice Museum. See, try to, you can't even say it. You and not, even if you just say Iron Spice Museum, if people know what you're saying. Oh, by the way, that's Air and Space Museum. I don't know if I made that clear. Iron Spice. Instead of iron air, spice. say iron. Iron Spice. Instead of space, say spice. Iron Spice. Iron Spice. Try to say it without an Australian <laughs> accent. The Iron Spice Museum? I can't. Iron Spice. <clears throat> iron Spice. Iron Spice. Iron Spice. Iron Spice. Iron Spice. <laughs> All right, we're done. We are totally uh, done. Uh, I'm, I'm get, Tom McGrain. Uh, I'm Alex Carter. This has been Let's Ruin Our Childhood. You're goddamn right. Uh, listen to us next time. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.